the life. Yo, excuse me, Mrs. Lynn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this every mic you're about to hear, we, we swear, swear the, the best, best podcast, podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, if you, you didn't, didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Life. We're gonna get you get going. Hell, theme song broke out, so we live and in place, y'all. How's everybody doing today? See, we got about five, six on right now. Um, so instead of waiting for everybody to get on here, we're just gonna rock, man. I mean, we kind of usually give that little buffer when we get that little five, ten minutes in the beginning, just to get people on. I know that most people probably watch this on their phone, so nobody has that much attention span to just sit on their phone while <laughs> I was wide open and just watching yeah. that. Like, it, was, so it was a nice day out today. So I would suggest most people, if you got a smart TV, to pull YouTube up. Or excuse me, how can they do that? I guess you would have yeah. to pull Facebook up on your TV and pull it from there. We're going to start going live on YouTube. That way people can do YouTube from their TV. Or if you got a computer... Pull it up on there. I think that'd be probably an easier situation for everybody because I know people like to like move through their phone while do they, other stuff. Yeah, <laughs> while they watching something that they want to be involved with or whatever the case is. So can everybody hear us good? Can I get a thumbs up if y'all can hear us all right? We're not too loud or everything sounds good. Give a little second for that to come through. Looks like what is yours doing here? So we gotta get off some Wi-Fi on some stuff. So I'm gonna turn this Wi-Fi off on my phone. That way we don't get cut off there. There we go. I think we're good. So there's one thumbs up. I guess we're we're still be good to good. go. There, good. There they go. All right. There's a little bit of delay to when we see it to when it goes live. So um, remember, you guys, while we're doing this show, we actually have a feature here that I I realize we I realized we had before, but for whatever reason, um, I wasn't actually using it. See, like. We can bring, if you comment on here, we can bring your comment into the broadcast. If you see that right there. So we can bring that comment and I'm going to change the way those comment colors are. So, so you can but see we can change me. those comments or bring those comments into the picture. That way um, you can see what people are asking and talking about. Right, exactly. And I think that's important so everybody can see uh, what we're talking yeah, about yeah. and whatnot. So cool. You can actually see it pretty good. Why is that not pulling up? because i want to change it from red there's the comment all right so anyways as you guys can see we can do that and then i can x them out so when your guys's comments come through instead of us reading it off the side i'm gonna pop it up here on the screen that way you guys are more involved with the conversation um i think that'll be better than me trying to read it through or whatever the case is yeah which was it if you know you ask questions we'll try to read them out right pull them over but so today was beautiful out. If anybody else was outside and seeing that, maybe some people are still outside. We'll probably get an influx of people to come in in this room after it gets a little darker out. But yeah, it was like 60 degrees. I went and took a ride today. Went to Quality Dairy. I had to grab some stuff. Um, took a ride on the bike. Then we just went outside, sat, chill for a little bit. I don't know if anybody's seen the promo we did earlier. That was out on the side of our building. Um, 
it was in the just, sun. Oh. Yo, it was just so needed, man. Like this whole this whole winter has been packed with like gray skies, just gloom, yo. Like it just has matched the mood of this year. Real talk. Yeah, like gloom and doom and just overcast. And sometimes I just feel like I need some sun in my life. And today I was sitting on the picnic table and literally just looking up and feeling that warmth is like oh, I just needed that. Just amazing, man. So like tomorrow's supposed to be sixty degrees and sunny again. Um, so I'm going to get outside tomorrow. I think I'm going to get out and get some like film, probably do like, I got like a bunch of cameras. We're just going to go out and get some pictures yeah. and stuff. Like, probably fly outside. the drone, put the drone out. I um, took time off of work tomorrow because I'm working. So it's kind of odd to, you know, he's like, oh, I took a bike ride, but I'm like working away. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nope, I'm, I'm taking some time tomorrow mental health day so as it sits i'm I'm working on like getting this this guest on that i want to talk to I, i'm working on two so we'll see which one i can get on um if one of them be on here so i'm trying to see if you see your inbox hit the inbox hit me back on the inbox so i can get you on here because i want to talk about some things that he's he's involved with um and then i got another one of my buddies that he's involved with too yeah, or he's great. involved with some different stuff so i definitely want to get some people on but yeah beautiful day jeff man oh my gosh I mean, it was the sun was out beaming. There wasn't a whole lot of wind. It was just what Perfect. we needed. Yo. <laughs> yeah. But of course, they piggyback that with telling us as of today. I think it was today that you can catch the coronavirus just through the wind now. Oh, through the air? <laughs> just through the air now. So now I got to hold my breath anytime somebody walk past me. Like, it's just, I'm serious though. Like, no, that is, it's, it's changed everything that you do and how you react to everybody. Cause that, this guy like rode by on his bike and he was coughing. And I'm like, Yo, everybody coughing because it's allergy season, <laughs> it's corona season, it's flu season, it's cold season, it's every season out here. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I literally be, it's like the wind is 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 infected. Like, that's how I be feeling, yo. Like, I be, it's just the weird, I'm just telling y'all, man, if y'all ain't getting out the house at all, I'd say get out the house just, just to be like, to re-acclimate yourself with being mm -hmm. out. Because, like, I got out today and rode for like an hour to the store and came back man and it's like a whole new world like it just feels weird like it feels like everybody is suspect like there's always it's just in the air yo like i can't even explain it yo it's just the weirdest feeling man three weeks of quarantine like tomorrow tonight tonight mm -hmm. is our three weeks of being in the house i i mean outside of just getting out the house for for incidentals and things that we need but which is really you i'm not even doing that so it's right just... no it's been nuts man it really it's has crazy been. So, anyways, comment on here, like, what y'all been doing for y'all quarantine in the crib. I mean, as y'all can see, we got the podcast going, and we talked about how long we had been working on that, and then we finally got this going. Um, Just been trying to deal with mental health, like, keeping ourselves together mentally, yo. Like, when this first popped off, it was scary, you know, like, everybody was nervous about what was going on, and I wasn't so nervous for myself as I was for my wife. Like, I put myself in danger all the time just at my job, so, like, I mean, any day you go to work when, you know, at my job, like it could be your last. So ultimately, um, you know, I've been in them positions a lot of times, so it's a lot easier for me to uh, deal with my own personal mortality than it is for me to bring it home and give it to her. So that's what's been scaring me and keeping me kind of uptight. Yeah. And I think this was the first time that we were really kind of fearful of something, you know, I, I was diagnosed with lupus back in 2015, so we're five years into this, and I've maintained, you know, these last couple of years, mostly a normal life. You know, I, I really got things back on track, and my health has been on the up, but 
we had a scare last year where I got really sick. I got I caught a cold. I just caught a common cold and I got really, really, really sick. And it scared us both at that time. So when this rolled around, I think it was just hard for us to, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's no big deal. Mike's like, no, this could be a big deal. And then I, I could bring, what if I brought it home to you? How would I feel? Or, you know, brought it to my dad or my parents. And so those first, I'd say week, two weeks was kind of rough, I think, for us. But now I think we're we're doing better. We got right. a routine. Jeff says he's losing his damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, yo, that, like, dead ass, man. Like, I, I've been, you know, to be honest with you, though, like, as much stress as I was going through before this thing, like, being able to just sit in the house and decompress from a lot of that. This right here is obviously therapy, but being able to decompress from all of that has been better for me mentally. Like, this has been a break that I kind of needed. It's almost like if anybody's ever been to Florida, you know, like, in Florida, it rains. Like, every day it rains at least once. Sometimes it rains in the morning, and it's like it just wipes away everything that's not pure. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just kind of washes it, sprays clean. down and wipes it all away, and it's like, man... That's kind of what this quarantine so far up to this point has been for me. I know that, you know, I, since the weather's starting to change, like now I'm starting to realize how much we're actually missing out on, you know, like how much of life we would be going through or doing right now. Like, just like we live in real town. So like there's all these beautiful bars around here and patios to sit and chill on, you know, so like. That's all stuff that we, you know, we're obviously missing, you know, like. Being yeah, able to and this that is that season when it starts coming around and you're excited for it, like to walk down and just have a drink or just be outside. And you can't, right. get, you can't do that. Kamisha says, well, I'm officially a certified teacher, K-5, <laughs> thanks to schools being closed. Yeah, and that happened today. Executive order today. The schools yeah. are closed for the rest of the year. How I feel about that, though, like. I'm just I'm just tired of our government. And like Gretchen Whitmer is awesome, you know. She's been doing the best she possibly can. But the way that I feel about this is I feel like obviously, I mean, I've been watching this thing since way before um way before like we the broad the broad scope of everybody knew about this. So I seen it when it was happening over in China and I felt the same way as everybody else did. Well, that's over there, right? But then I started seeing it creep to other little countries and I started thinking like, man, it only takes a plane to get over here to have this happen to us. So I'm like, why don't we shut everything down? Like, this is something Trump has wanted for how long now? He wants the border shut down. Shut that down and shut everything down, period. If you're stuck over there, you're from America, that's fine. We'll get you back home, but you're going to have to go through the testing, quarantine, so on and so forth before you come back. The way that we left these borders open free is the first part of it. Now, the second aspect of it, if anybody been paying attention to like my lives before we started going live with this, I was talking about like three Thursdays ago, I was like, yo, this is going to be crazy. People are going to have this everywhere. It's going to get nuts. We need to shut everything down. I mean, if we got to pull in martial law, bring in martial law if we have to, shut it down completely. Because this is what happens. We keep doing things in stages. First, when they decided they were going to shut down all the bars, that was after all the Michigan State students piled into a damn bar out in East Lansing on, what was it, the weekend before St. Patrick's Day. And, I mean, just think of all the intermingling of germs that happened in that. And then they all go... So, like, the, the the succession of how things happen is they shut down the schools. Boom. So, now the kids don't have anything to do, but they're still on campus. So, now it's homeschooling while you're on campus. And so, then, oh, what are the kids doing? They're going to the bars. They're getting nutty. So, now there's the succession of that. That Them closing the schools made for that environment for everybody to go to the bars and not have anything to worry about the next day, which further perpetuated us getting this disease moved around. And then they decide, okay... Now we're going to shut down the bars to pastors. Now the kids don't have anything to do at school. So now the school says we're going to shut down the dorms. Now all those kids that congregated and they were just sick, 
are going to go home to their parents. Now they're going to be sick. So the way that they keep doing things in stages like this is more detrimental than it is helpful. Just cut it at the neck now. And I think every it, time they do these little jumps, yeah, we're like, like two weeks now. Now it's two steps. weeks trying this. And then they say, oh, that doesn't work. We're going to have to go deeper. Two weeks now trying that. Now we're going to go deeper. It's all going to end in martial law. Ultimately, they're going to have to do that. And I think it's mainly if you think about if that's going to end up being the end result anyway, you know, because obviously nobody wants that. And, and the thing scared. is, is nobody wants that. Nobody wants it to have to get to that point. But like. I'm I'm losing so much faith in just people governing themselves and just making good choices and just doing what needs to be done. Because if everybody would have just kind of, you know, sat down somewhere for a couple of weeks, it might have turned out differently. But I think it was just, you know, and part of it, too, is there were a lot of people, including the current administration, that really wasn't taking it seriously. So I think that, you know, people kind of take their cues from different areas and people weren't taking it seriously. And now we're going to we keep getting forced to. A little more and a little more and a little more. Right. Jeff says truth traveling salesman here, but we cut travel out a month ago to get ready to get ahead of it. No, me and Jeff remember I remember a week before we went on quarantine, me and Jeff sat and we talked about everything that was going on. We talked about like all of this situation, like how it was affecting his job, like how it's affecting getting stuff over from China, so on and so forth. And that was like I mean, that was like a week before we ended up going into quarantine. And it's yeah. like, man, like even then, we were ahead of this mentally, but our president and the government and so on and so forth, yeah. you know, were so slow to the buck. So, like, for the way I feel like the way that they're doing these shutdowns and the way that everything's going, it's kind of like peeling off a scab, like, a centimeter at a time. Slowly. Just slowly picking it back instead of just yip, yip, you know what I'm saying? It's ripping that sucker off. I would rather do two month, two weeks of just a solid-ass lockdown. Nobody can even leave the house even to go outside for any reason whatsoever and have military in the streets rather than do this for six months and then they decided it didn't work and now we got to do it now. Because that's the fear now with the slow poke is like, how long is this going to last? You know, right. we're at a point now where it's like, wow, you know, you got to think we started off talking about a couple of weeks. I mean, I think people were talking about just a couple of weeks and then it was like, oh, maybe by Easter-ish, you know, now it's like. We just don't know. <laughs> yeah, we just don't know. 30 more days. I yeah. mean, well, we do know it's it's till the 30 more days yeah, now. So, at I mean, least. we're going to be in the May easily with this lockdown that we're in, you know, unless they come up with some type of cure, vaccine or something, something around them. Because if they come up with a, if they come up with a vaccine, I'm not taking it, but you could take it. The, exactly. I think that that's we just we did need some time. We needed time to develop some things and to get to know the virus and how it works and how badly it can get and just, you know, treatments. You know, now we got a couple of treatments, but now I'm at a point where like I was talking with a couple of my coworkers today and we were talking about how like we can't even trust anybody. I was like, you know, I don't even know when. I would be comfortable going back physically to work or being around people. I said, because I don't, I don't trust, you know, people to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. I don't trust no. people anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Just inherently. Never. But we were kind of cracking up about it, but it's real. Like it was, it got, you know, it's serious because they both agreed. They're like, I don't, I don't trust people to do right either. So that means I'm putting myself like, at what point do I feel comfortable enough that I'm not going to potentially catch this? I'm just so, like, so here's something for you. We're outside today and we're doing like, we're doing like our little promo video and just kind of enjoying the weather. And her cousin walks past that we ain't seen. I haven't seen her in probably 15 years. 
How, when's the last time you seen it? It's been at least at least five, six years. So five, so six years. Eyes. So what do you think happens? Immediately, it's like two dogs she's seeing each other for the first time. They both stand there and look at each other. And then and they start creeping. Walking, I'm like, no. I'm telling Eric, I'm like, six feet, six feet. She's she still starts moving. walking towards me, and I'm like, back I'm like, no, no, you weren't no. back enough. You was moving towards her. And I kept telling you, I was like, moving towards back. her initially because she didn't hear me, and I didn't want her to walk away. So I'm trying but to I'm call like, her. I can't go grab you because then we both die. So I'm like, shit, what do I do? I wish y'all would have seen this whole scene. I'm like, yo, yo, Erica, six feet. She kept walking. I was like, you know what? I did everything I could do. I did everything I could do. I love you, babe. It was crucial. Oh, my gosh. But nah, like, that's serious, though. Like, that's how it was a moment. It was a moment because I was walking towards her because she didn't hear me. But I didn't expect as I'm walking towards her, she whipped around and started walking towards me immediately. So it was this like, and I'm like, no, no, I'm I'm like, cuz I can't hug you. She's like, oh, I forgot, you know. And then we're just like standing there. It was so weird. Then she asked because she hugged me. I'm like, no, shit, you can't hug me. She's like, well, can I? She's like, oh, I know, Erica, you're sick. I can't hug you. But can I, I, can I like, hug you, Mike? I'm like, first of all, I'm not sick, but negative. I think. <laughs> negative Ghost Rider. <laughs> Take that Corona, possible Corona over there. <laughs> I almost laughed out loud when she was like, oh, no. can I hug Take you? Take a bath like, first. It ain't nothing no. about her. It's not about her. It's about everybody. Is not, if, I don't, if I ain't in the house with you all day long, you have coronavirus as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, straight Everybody's up. Got everybody got it, yo. Everybody got it. And it don't matter what's going on, you got it. As far as I'm but that's the first time I was I've really been in that situation. It was just it was like I said, it was a crucial moment. It was crazy, and I'm just like, wow, that's yeah. You know, and people do like, not I'll know how to understand. You. Like step back. Like if you take a step back, they take a step forward. Then you take a step back, they take another step forward. It's like yo, chill. Like I don't want to be rude and punch you in the nose, but if you get that, close, it might happen. Yeah, if you get that close, I feel like that's attempted murder, yo. Like you trying to you trying to kill me right now. Cause you I, just don't know. You just don't know. Man. And people that, I guess that's the thing. I'm just encountering people where I'm just like, in, like you're making me feel like I'm the crazy one. Like the lady who was walking her dog and we were talking, we kind of stopped and chatted with her. She literally just kept kind of moving towards us and she really didn't have to. She could have just stayed on the sidewalk. We could hear her fine. But she literally, by the time I think she realized the dynamic, she was at the edge of the curb. I'm like, is she going to walk into the street to come talk to us? Yeah, Please right. don't. You got to have like a Please prerequisite. Don't. You be like, I can hear you from right there. <laughs> just so we understand, I can hear you from over there. You don't have to. So it's this awkward. We're wa- we're backing up a little and they're walking towards us and we're like, nope, no go. No, no. <laughs> And then, you know, like, so this is this is quarantine playing tricks on our mind, right? Um, we go outside, we're sitting there, and we start contemplating, like, how far we can go with things. It's like, well, I think we might be able to go over our friend's house and just sit around the bonfire. Like, as long as we don't touch each other. We're like or little like, kids, bar- like, yeah, bartering. Like, like, well, maybe if we do this, we could do that. It's like the whole HIV thing again. We're like, well, if I just do this, I won't <laughs> catch it. No, motherfucker, it's serious. That chill. But, like... <laughs> I'm like, we could have something in a parking lot if everybody just agrees to be, you know, six to ten feet away. But no, I'm yeah. saying, but if I can smell your breath, you're too close. <laughs> if I can feel your wind come past me, then that's coronavirus jumping off of you onto me. That's how I feel. Like dead ass. We're on a bike ride and we get near the fish ladder and we're kind of and that's the most favorite part. We get there. We always go to the same spot and kind of look over and just chill for a minute. We rolled around the corner. We're like, nope, too populated. It was just, it was too many people. And I don't even share the sidewalk with nobody right now. I'm, I'm like, nope, I'm too like, many people I'm over good. there. That shit is not finna jump off your top <laughs> lip on the mine. I'm good with that. Could you imagine being somewhere and somebody spit on you, spit on your lip on accident right now? Yeah. They saying too many S's and get some spit on your mouth. 
<laughs> yo, I'm mad as hell. How do you handle that though? Like it wasn't their fault. They didn't intend to do it, but it's like involuntary manslaughter. Is that a charge <laughs> I can bring? I'm bringing ass up on involuntary manslaughter. But you charge. know what? I've always had this thought process that if your spit gets on me, you are way too close to me in the first place. Like you I shouldn't mean, be close enough for your spit to hit yeah, me. Yo, so I went to QD today and they got like these makeshift plastic, like oh pieces of plastic they put up like oh like a partition type thing yeah to stop like a spit from stopping spit okay but i'm just like yo it doesn't matter like i'm yo those people are on the front lines for real like they're on the front lines more than anybody is Mm -hmm. the people that are working in those environments because they see they see people all day long they're exchanging money you know they're exchanging things back and forth you know like i mean it's just it's crazy and as we can see the public don't be caring so they're they're having to deal with people that aren't really being you know cautious or Anything like that, but it really changes the way Hold we on, be so out look, in the world. What can we should say? People, people get offended too. Like, listen, I'm not coming to your house. I can't get close and talk. Keep it moving, son. <laughs> Got to keep the corona from upon you. Yo, I'm dead ass, yo. Like that's some real stuff, Kamisha. Yo, people be like, still don't be offended. Together. <laughs> yes. I'm not. Yo, I'm not saying you have corona. I'm saying there's a possibility you could probably have it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just it. I'm not willing to gamble that. Like, yeah. Period. Or we trying to make you feel like, you know, like I said, like, you're crazy. Like, come on. You know, we could just do this or whatever. I, I'm just like our friends understand. We can't because like nothing. our friends, our friend, like Alicia, she she pulled, Alicia pulled up outside. We was gone. We was at the we park. Were gone, but she, she was like, they we pulled were, up outside just to say hi. Yeah. She was like, we were just going to we want we missed out. We were going to, you know, say hi from the parking lot. I'm like, see, that's right. my girl right there. Right. <laughs> she knows. Yo, man, it's crazy. Um, so what we wanted to talk about a little bit, um, how do people, you know, so like we, we've been together for 22 years or somewhere around there. Don't get, don't get it twisted. There's been a lot of ups and downs, but I think what has helped us survive that process is just being like best friends. Yo. Like I, I grew up like around a bunch of, bunch of dudes, like, you know, like we all was a, a, a group of buddies, you know what I'm saying? But when I grew, when I got into trouble with them buddies, like I would always want to escape to get away from that you know like in my life i could always remember wanting to escape and get away from that and i kind of found that with my wife you know what i'm saying so as time went on and as we grew together as a couple like it just became more of that instead of that and then it's kind of like where i was hanging my boys all the time to once in a while then i'm like i'm with my wife every day and then it's like so i feel Mm -hmm. like that aspect and then being able to give and take yo like everybody gonna make mistakes and being able to look past some of that stuff and see the future in a person well, people always because people always ask us you know they meet us now and they're like oh my gosh you guys have been together forever and they're just like shocked you know just you know the longevity like just the number of years and a lot of times i feel like people are surprised when, when we'll talk very candidly about our journey here and in, in the 20 plus journey because like we've said before we're very honest and we're very open i don't make apologies for much i'm i, I don't I'm not ashamed of anything. Everything I feel like shapes you. And I feel like every experience and everything that we've ever been through led us to here and it shaped our relationship. And I think all of that is a huge reason why we were, we've been able to stay together. Because people ask that all the time. They're like, you know, you guys are like the exception to the rule. You guys have been together for so long. But I think what a lot of people don't understand is when you're going to when you're going to commit to being with somebody and you make the commitment at some point to say this is the rest of our life, this is us you're going to go through some shit. Like you're, there's going to be good times. There's going to be bad times. There's going to be great times. 
but you have to know that they're all going to be included if you really truly want to make it it's about what you in the good times are the easy ones because when we have fun we have fun i mean we i i enjoy you know my husband's company more than anybody else you know just like my family you know who do you want to tell your story to when you you know when you throughout the day when something happens you think of who you i can't wait to tell that he's my person you know but there's also he's my person he's he's my person (laughs) so i think for men let me let me get from a man's perspective right so as a young man falling you know in what we thought was love at the beginning it was all the superficial things like she's a good looking girl like she's fun to be around or she's this young young shit yeah so as you grow older and you get more matured you start to realize the real things that matter like she's very caring she reminds me of you know my mom in this way or like these things that i've been through like when i think for a man like what we go through on a daily basis we that's a lot of tough stuff we go through and i think you can you can judge who you care about the most in your life by who you want to call when something bad is happening so like my dad was like that person for me forever he still is and i'm not gonna say he's not but um my wife is that now. So once you start to realize that you've switched from being like that little kid that wants to call, you know, your boys like, yo, this, this dude, just such and such, or this such and such happened. And it's your wife now, like that support system is what I mean by that. So like when you start to find that in that person, um, you know, that's when things start to change a little bit for you. So outside of that though, too, for a man, you know, there's a whole lot that we do that women don't do, you know, like I'm not going to touch on everything, but you know, there's, there's things that men do that women don't do as much. I think that as you're going through your younger years of being with somebody, I mean, we're talking us because we've been together since we were 18. I made a lot of mistakes, me personally. Younger than that. Yeah. So younger than that, but I've made a lot of mistakes, me personally. But I think that one thing that I always did and I don't, I don't want to say it that way, but like, I, I kind of, you got to kind of make, you got to find that balance in like being an idiot and what people would call a fuck boy and, <laughs> That's the and, new being phrase. Like, and being like somebody who's really there for family or with that, that woman or your kids. So like I spent more time at home than I did in the streets, put it that way. That's the best way I could put it. Yeah. So when people see me out, maybe that one day out the weekend, six days, I was at home being the, you know, being the father that I needed to be, being the husband or the boyfriend that I needed to be at the time. So. You know, you're going to make mistakes when you're young, yo. You know, natural instinct of a man is to go out and be wild and do stupid stuff, you know. And you got to have somebody that's willing to look at you and see the potential in you, I think. And, and I think, too, I think a big part of it, we we did luck out because I've, I've always been, you know, even as a kid, like, you know, my family would tell me I'm, I was an old soul. Like, I've always been kind of an older, an old soul or mature, whatever you want to call it. And I think for me at a young age and especially after you know I I got pregnant and had Michael it was like one of those situations where you have to be honest with yourself and you kind of have to say you know who is this person to me what is this person to me what am I you know willing to put into this what am I willing all these different things it's not a situation where you ever feel because a lot of women I think you know put a lot of the responsibility on you know the man or the man put it on the woman whichever you know dynamic that is but I'm the type of person that I always say, find you have to find your responsibility in every situation. So through any mistakes or whatever you want to call it, the negative, I think us being so young worked in our favor because even at that young age, I understood like these are we are not the people that we are going to end up being like I knew that and I understood that. So this is something where I think faith played a huge part for me and it could have went either way, to, to be honest. But for me, my faith told me that 
this man was going to end up being exactly the person that I knew he was always intended to be. So I always believed that. So there's a lot of people who say, you know, you were just young and dumb, et cetera. That could be true. But experience showed me that I wasn't wrong. And so I feel like we both put into the relationship, you know, over time, what we ended up wanting to get out of it, you know? And I think for me, I was like, you know what? I am willing and I'm okay with making the choice to say that I'm willing to put whatever I can into it for the long run. So right now, things might be scratchy. It might be, you know, rough or whatever the case may be, but what's the payout? Risk versus reward. I always use that phrase, risk versus right. reward. I felt like the reward for us would risk be, a lot you know. to save a lot. Yeah. And for me, it did, you know, fortunately, it paid out. But would we be able to go through those things now as an adult? Probably not. So I think, That's you know. That's her warning like, to me. You better not. <laughs> That she always put that disclaimer there. You better not do shit no more. I done put up with too much. <laughs> I mean. All I'm just... my life I had to. Real, that's some real talk, though. When you're younger, it is different. I think that you are much more forgiving. You know, you're a little bit. It, it take, To be with somebody that long, you, you talked about compromise. Major. You got to be able to compromise, period. But you also have to be patient. Patient with yourself. Patient with each other. And you, you have like to be the person you with. Yes, too, yo. Like, you hey, have to enjoy that person's company. That's one thing I noticed. Like when I'm at work, yo, like I see dudes that constantly complain about they old lady, man. I don't never understand that. Why is you with that person? Yo? If you really hate that person like that, or if this person is like bothering you, or you know everything they do, you just can't get. Like I just don't understand why anybody would stay in a situation like that for any reason. Like. It's I hard. really love being with my wife. Like I love being hanging out with her. I love doing things. I love going out with our friends. Like I don't under I love taking trips. Like I don't understand why anybody would stay in a situation they don't like, yo. And I think that's something that's always kind of been there for us is we really truly we we joke because I remember like you you use a phrase or something. You were telling somebody and I laughed so hard because I'd never heard you refer to it that way. But and I can't remember who you were talking to, but you talked about how our marriage is like when um you spend the night at your best friend's house <laughs> and you said you do, you know, you just have so much fun and, you know, except we're married and we get to do that every night. Commissioner and, asked, were there any breakups in between or was it a straight 20 years? Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say official breakups, but I mean, it there wasn't was, ever like, no, we're done, but it yeah. was some we're done. And then like that you know, angry or whatever, or whatever the case is, we beefed out. But not for the most part, you know, our relationship is unique. And I, and I say that because like, we never really went through like the little kid, you know, I don't I don't want to say it like that. Like, we always kind of had this more matured relationship throughout the process. So it wasn't ever like we break up for weeks and be done and then go date other people or anything like that. Not to say nothing happened in between those times. But for the most part, we were we were completely together. You yeah, know we were. And I think the things that happen within our relationship and, you know, anybody that pretty much anybody that knows us when I talk about within our relationships, it's no secret. I, I have two stepkids. Um, and we've been together 20 years. And so that's something I think people, they want to know about, but they're not really sure like how to bridge the conversation or how to ask. Or like sometimes I, I would notice, you know, back in the day, people would like try to not ask or talk about it. And I'm like, no, you know, that situation is something that we went through as a family together. And those are my kids just as much as th those are my kids. Th my stepkids are, are my kids. Um, we were young. So it's one of those situations I think about how, old we were how young we were throughout those the, that time process 
if that happened today, of course, when you're 35 years old, 37, you're, you know, and things like that happen, it's a little bit different. But I always uh, talk to people because, you know, you get that I would I would never or I could or the, the famous, which we all know what that means. You better than me. Mm-hmm. And I always laugh because I know what you better than me means, you know, what that's code for. But something I've learned through my experiences is it's very easy to judge, you know, when you're on the outside looking in. And it's very, very easy to say what you would or wouldn't do until you're in that situation and you're faced with really deciding what you are you would or wouldn't do there were some unique situations around those too so it made it made it not as i said harsh but or or more difficult to more difficult to like make a harsh or a a very severe harmful and hurtful yeah you know a lot lot, there's a lot behind all that and i mean we'll eventually get to all of that (laughs) but um i the way that i try to tell people is like think about being 18 years old or 17, 16 years old and everything that you've done up to the process of being 30 something. And then you were with the same person. Yeah. Like think about it from that perspective. Like, yes, er things happen. Things happen in everybody's life. And you know, there's people who've been with somebody and broke up with them five or six times and are still together, but they're better than us because we stayed together through those issues. Or, I mean, you know, like we talk about breakups, makeups, whatever, and things happening within relationships. That's very common is the only denominator here the fact that you know children were born out of that you know that's something people have to weigh for themselves to me it's no different i think our situation is pretty common i think i think it's probably a lot more common than people are willing to admit i just am a person that will admit it and i do talk about it and i've never been you know the thing that i decided a long time ago and this is something that's really important in relationship when i decided that we're moving forward meaning we're not moving backwards, meaning, you know, I've got my stepkids, I'm helping to raise my my stepkids. That means that we are moving forward. So that means there is acceptance, there is true forgiveness, because that's the number one mistake I think people make is if they, if that's not real and that's not true, you'll, you will never move forward. You'll never progress. I in think that. another important thing to talk about is also, um, so I don't know how to say it without getting too deep into it, but there was, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be plain. There were sexual relations that happened a couple of times. <laughs> you sound like Bill Clinton. <laughs> is that the best way I can put it? Like, you sound like Bill Clinton. So the sexual relations happened a couple of times. So I cheated uh, you know, a I couple of times, right? And years went by. Years and years and years and years and years went by before we knew the result of said, said action, if that makes sense. So. It wasn't like so a, that knowledge was already there, dealt with, gone through before that second part of the knowledge. So that's important to know. So that it's not like it was like this big secret up until that point, like oh, bombshell. Right. Now these these kids, it was like no. So it wasn't know? like you know I, I went out to the bar, came home, <laughs> you know, and and it was like let me smell you. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't anything <laughs> no. like that. We were no, 18, 19 years old, and like I said again, like. I did some 18, 19 year old shit. And then next thing you know, you know, five years down the road, I find out there's this bundle here. So like, this wasn't a situation where it was like a cause and reaction, like immediately to, to for her to be able to say, I just can't deal with this or not, or not, not was it two situations that I got over the first one and did it again. That wasn't how the situations went. No, so it very it's much, important to very, know that. And very I wanna, much overlap. And I that, definitely want to, at some point in time, get into full detail yeah. on how that all went. But there's people's lives that I try to respect. My kids, first of all, and not very putting much. too much of their issues yeah. or their business out with their families. So I try to do things 
the right I try way. to do things the right way. So I, I haven't exactly. I haven't broadcasted any of this situation. The people who don't know this situation from my perspective, it's because I haven't I haven't felt the need to defend it. And we've it. never done that. And this right. is, you know, a long time. I think neither one of us in, I think there was an expectation and especially in a place like Lansing, there's an ex- expectation, I think, because people are so messy. They're so messy with their business and messy with things like that. Or, you know, they care what people think. So they're lying and they're trying to make something look like it wasn't. And I've all, I was always very matter of fact about it. And, you know, even my friends, I had really, you know, some abrasive conversations with my, with very close friends because, you know, it was very important. Understand, like, I will not be judged. You know, you, you, you can, you know, agree or disagree, but my, as my friend and somebody that cares about me, respect whatever decision that, you know, I'm going to make. And we, we move forward in that way. You know, I'm, it's not like the Maury show, we're going to make it a topic of conversation. And I think we've always felt like that. Like there's a lot of people that forget that again, there's children involved. Um, these are real lives, real conversations, and it's not just what the tea is, you know, these are real, you know, people involved and my kids were one of them. And that was very important for me. What Jeff say, we can see the love in this conversation. Mike tells it from the perspective of needing someone to care. And Erica tells the same story from the perspective of needing someone to care for. It's honest and it's perfect. <laughs> Aww, Appreciate thanks, that, Jeff. My man coming through. Jeff with always comes through words. with some poignant stuff. I'm just telling just, you, that dude, man, that's my right guy. Right there. <laughs> Love that guy, man. You got some other ones. See, Celeste says nobody's perfect. That that's very true. Yeah. Uh, that's very very true. No, never gonna be either. Misha says very common. And I think that's the thing can. is a lot of what we went through is not all that uncommon. It didn't it didn't seem like it for me, and that's why I refused to kind of let anybody you know judge us for you know what we have or haven't done and what we've done. You know that's for us to deal with and for us as a family unit and i feel like we dealt with it as best as we could and again i i I know it sounds crazy but everything happens for a reason and i wouldn't go back and change anything because if i went back and changed anything i wouldn't have the two beautiful kids that i got you know my bonus kids i wouldn't have your ass to be quarantined by yourself right now that's what it really would be You wouldn't have that nobody true. go out and that get true. food for your ass. That's what it means. And again, when we talk about the fruits of your labor, like, you know, it's not all one-sided. You know, we put a lot into our relationship with each other. So that's why it's important. You know, I don't do that. The fake book where I was just talking to somebody about it today and they're like, well, they always seem so happy on Facebook. And I'm like, ha. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, nobody's going to put the real Isn't out everybody you know, for the public. On Facebook happy? Yeah. That's you know? everybody highlight reel, man. Exactly. That's what it is. It's a highlight reel. You just never know what's going on behind closed doors. Some people just tend to be a little bit more honest and candid about it and unapologetic. And I think that's a big one. I've never been, I'm not going to, I'm not going to shy away from it and try to lie about it or try to do this, that like I'm very candid about it and I'm unapologetic about any decision that I've made. I feel good about, I feel strong about, I don't regret it. And so it, it, it'd be hard to try to make me feel a certain type of way because I feel that our relationship turned out exactly the way that I would have wanted it to when I was making those decisions at the time. You so, know, I guess we'll move on from that. We're going to get more in depth with that. Yeah. You got to understand, like, we got a, a lot. lot of time. Like an onion, about. there's layers. Yeah, it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot of layers, a whole lot of stories we got going on in our lives. But. For sure. And so, I love them all. Let's talk about this quarantine stuff. So we pulled out some, we pulled out some. We want to talk about like what people are doing, what they're watching, because I know watching stuff is always like one of the main things that we do. Yes. We watch TV, 
and and see what you know whatever's going on so i'm gonna read this real quick what's kamisha say because a whole bunch of us have been doing a lot of you know that quarantine and chill well, she said it's a platform for dress up you can be whoever you want to be in facebook oh, that's so fact. true and you know what else i noticed i'm gonna talk about this while she said that um facebook is your local right that's where you get connected with everybody in your city and you stay connected that way you can never get rid of what you've done in your past because as long as people see you on facebook they're going to talk about you instagram is more of a national one that's where you have like connections with people like you know all over the place you know what i'm saying and then um your snapchat is a local too but it's kind of like your secret local who you kind of deal with that nobody knows you deal with really like that um so like facebook if you want to get away from the drama and you want people out of your drama and you're like this is why i'm not I'm doing this on live just to get this thing going. Then we're going to move over to YouTube. But if you want people out of your life and the drama out of your life, you got to get off Facebook because this is where people <laughs> know you. They've known you for 30, 40 years or whatever, how old you are. They won't let you forget or forgive you for anything that you've done. Facebook is that place. So you write. And that's why everybody's on Facebook constantly flossing and flaunting because they're trying to get all those people who are constantly watching their situation and commenting on it to think that everything's great. When there's a level, be. I think there's a level of like always feeling like there's something to prove to, you know, your hometown or people that knew you went or whatever the case may be. And it's so unhealthy. Cause like, I don't, I, I love watching people's journey. I, I stay on Facebook for that reason. You know, I don't talk to people all the time, but there's people that I graduated with that moved out of state or whatever. And it's really nice to kind of see them doing what they're doing, but not everybody feels that way. They kind of go on Facebook in order to, have something to talk about, have something to gossip about, or whatever the case may be. Carol Baskin's bitch ass too. She killed. She killed <laughs> her husband. <laughs> Jeff came in with the taxi came. We were talking about the quarantine and all chill. Right. So, yeah. So you yeah. know what? We pulled all of them pictures up and didn't put the Tiger King. In. I we sure didn't. So we're gonna talk about like some of the stuff that we've been watching, and then I want to hear from y'all on what some of the stuff y'all been watching is. So one of the things. Oh darn it! We pulled in all of these. So let me. Uh, Actually, I'm gonna keep those in there. Well, one so, thing I wanted to know is what are, what are people because I'm binging. That's like binging yeah. shows, binging movies. Death Wish. Whatever. This was a good one, yo. This was like a little sleeper. This dude. So I'm gonna just tell the basis of the story. Yeah, we won't do spoilers. Um, he's a doctor, and he. I don't want. Oh, tell it's him hard much. to do without he's a spoiler. He's a doctor, and he ends up having his family gets in trouble, and then he resorts to certain things. So it's obviously. It's, it's, got Bruce Willis the, movie. it's got the Bruce Willis theme to it. So that just tells you like what it is. And that's on. But Amazon it was really Prime. good. It was really good. It was like, a good storyline. It. it was a really good. It was a good storyline. It's on Amazon Prime. For that's a free. movie. Yeah, it's a movie. So that was really good. Um, the Invisible Man. If anybody's got the if anybody's got the um, uh, fire stick, it was on there for free. Yeah, we pirated it. We probably shouldn't be saying that. But <laughs> the Invisible Man. Man was good. It was good. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Um you know, it was all right. It was basically I liked a story it. It was a great of an abused woman who ends up leaving her husband, and then he well, does... everybody knows the story if yeah. they've seen Hollow Man, but yeah, or if you've well, seen I guess the I just shouldn't say that because they did change it up a little bit. But without spoiling it all, if you've seen the original Invisible Man, play off of that, I would and then give Hollow it. Man. I would give it like a seven out of ten. Yeah, I'd a, give se- it a, a six or a seven out of ten. I give it. Um, let's see, Queen and Slim. I'm. This is one I got to talk about in detail. So Queen and Slim was basically a play on. Um, uh, what you call it, Bonnie and Clyde, right? The mm-hmm. black version of Bonnie and Clyde. The movie had so much promise. Like, it could have been the best movie ever of all time, but it failed in so many ways. But I'm going to say what I would give that out of 10 is I'd give it like a 5 out of 10 
and that would be the first part of the movie had a five. The first part of the movie gave, gave it all the points that it gets. So the last half of the movie was just like. So I, I gave it a seven because I understood what they were trying to do. And they were trying to kind of take it from that gritty, like, you know, like the Bonnie and Clyde feel was that story. So I think that they were just trying to de- like dive a little deeper into the two characters, which I thought that they did a good job of. I think the biggest thing was it was a little slow moving. Like it, it's moved a little yeah. slow. But I've seen Bonnie and Clyde and they really they really did take like the same MO of Bonnie and Clyde where the community gets behind them and they love them and they're hiding them and people who they don't even know are like looking out for them. I'm just saying like there's a lot of the parts that I think they could have did better with. So I, I personally would say a five out of ten on that one. <laughs> Ozark. So Jeff had spoke about Ozark. Um, what she said, Kamisha said, I couldn't, I couldn't even, even get, get past <laughs> the beginning. I'm going to have, I'm going to have to give it a, what she said? I'm going to have to give it a five. Yeah, are, no, are you I, talking I about Queen and Slim, Kamisha? Yeah, she's talking about Queen and Slim. Absolutely, exactly. The beginning, so like. I feel like they set you up. because Let's just talk like, about the beginning of that one. So let's, let, let me, I'm going to go back to that Queen and Slim for a second. Let's just talk about the beginning of Queen and Slim. So in the beginning of Queen and Slim, they go on a Tinder date. They meet each other on a Tinder date. We don't know this till like partially, partially through the first scene. They're at someplace eating or whatever. They leave and an incident happens with the police. So she's an, a, she's really an attorney. Yeah, I'm not going to try to spoil it, but she's an attorney. And she actually does this type of work of like getting people off of cases like this, black men off. But she understands also that in the country, in the state, you know, that they're in, in the country, that black men don't often get off of charges. So an incident happens and then they move forward. So it was a great premise, but. Like right then, Kamisha, you right. They they lost me with that. She's an attorney, dog. It's all on video. Like my thing was like it's all on. I don't, so don't want to tell all y'all about it, but we'll come back and do reviews on these. I'm gonna give y'all like a couple days to catch watch up on them. these, and then we're gonna then, talk cause about it. Because one thing I want to do is watch a few things, and then we can actually talk. Come back about and talk it. about yes. it. But, but Queen yeah. and Slim, you right. Like I couldn't get out of the beginning because like as soon as they, as soon as the incident happened and they left it, I was like, yo, what? Like, oh, what? Why? Why didn't we just? This is a clean cut case, yo. Like the dude, like it's easy. So then, you from that point that one, on, she's any type of damn attorney. She could beat yeah, that one. From that point on, he was like, Man, "Yeah, I can't really get y'all with this. running for nothing." That's why I kept saying, "I didn't." I, y'all is running for nothing, literally. Like ain't right, nobody we, chasing y'all. We, <laughs> but, but they were, and they made us believe it, and they hyped it up. So you know. Right. So um, gentrified is so good. I haven't seen so that watch list that is on my watch list, Celeste, and so is Madam C.J. Walker. Those are both on my watch list. I cannot wait. I've heard nothing but good things about both. So um, yes. and I think it well is it gentrified? I think that's the one. Not because that one's about like um the Hispanic community, you know, so, coming in and doing all that. That's on my watch. So list. for a complete binge, right? So if you guys have not I'm seen Ozark. You have three seasons now. You can completely binge, lay down, get your popcorn ready, kick back. If it's a rainy day, whatever, kick it on Ozark. Usually when we watch these, excuse me, usually when we watch these, we watch them straight through. So Ozark has been one, this last one, season three, we've been kind of slow poking just because we've been doing all of this too. But the first two seasons we watched straight through while we was driving. We drove to St. Louis through it, through the Ozark, not St. Louis, but outside of Ozark, uh, the Ozarks in, um, we watched the whole thing, yes. Yeah. At least some in Missouri, but we watched all three. They're great. This season right here, the last one that we, the last uh, episode that we watched was like some of the best acting I've ever seen. 
in a, in a like, show like this. So like, emotional. I was Eric so was emotional. I was, no, I was in tears a couple of times. Like what? I was like emotional, and it I, does I couldn't... make you feel like you feel yes. the pain of these people. These these. People and I don't know. Pain. I can't remember if you knew what the show was about before you watched it. I didn't. I went into the show initially like I had never. I didn't know what it was about. I didn't watch it, but I love. Yes, and she said I love Jason Bateman. I love Jason Bateman too. Back from uh, what was the show he was on? That I loved um, Arrested Development oh, yeah. back in those days. So that's what I really just watched it because I like him and I was like sucked in. Right. We've been. So, so here's another that. one that we found on the Fire Stick 1917. Yes. I don't know if you're in like if anybody's into like old school movies or old school war movies. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. These, this was dope. 1917 was sweet. It was like based off in Germany is where mm-hmm. it was was at where they were at because it was Nazi World Germany, War Two. Yeah. But it was. um they were English, I think. They were English or UK from the United Kingdom soldiers. And then um, basically it's a movie of this guy right here has to go take his brother. Um, a very important a very message. important message to not send a battalion into basically what is the doomsday uh, situation. And he goes out on his own. So yeah, it, the storyline really is his though. journey there, but he's got to go through enemy territory. Right. Um, it's, it was great. Like the visuals yeah. on it. Great, great acting. It was good. So the hunt, the hunt, another one. It was, it's in the theaters now. Obviously, the theaters are open, so you can find this on Amazon Prime for twenty bucks. We wasn't paying twenty, so we jumped on a good old Fire Stick again. But this was good, yo. And basically, like the 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 the, the whole premise of this movie was that it's basically like today's society in a Hunger Games type situation where you have these very progressive liberal type. They go out extra and find, liberal. yeah, extra liberal type. They go out and find these people on Facebook that are the ones that are always commenting the Trumpsters that we can't all can't stand. They go out and find these conspiracy Trumpsters theorists. and conspiracy yeah. theorists and bring them into a Hunger Games type of situation and hunt them. So and hunt them basically. <laughs> but there's a good twist on the movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. End. I think the storyline, the premise is really good. What up, I don't, John, John? don't want to give a lot away because it's worth watching it's for worth real. Watching. Like I went into it thinking like it might, yeah, it might be kind of stupid, but it was actually it was really worth good. watching and it was actually funny. Yes, it was a serious movie, but it was but it funny, was funny and it had a lot of like underlying little under tone like little uh messages in it yeah little jokes here yeah, and there so it was good though it was good and they really played up i mean know, this is a this is a no-brainer line. all american you know we all love all american that's that's that one right there is like basically this young man goes from compton out to west palm beach or whatever yeah some ritzy place like a, and he's doing football out there kind of mikey's story you always talk about this is this show is like mikey's story yo um what's the topic johns we're talking about quarantine Quarantine and chill (laughs) quarantine and chill like what shows we watching on quarantine and like whatever the case is kind of giving like a kind of giving like something to put on your watch list but um all american uh follows this man this young man out to some uh, beverly hills to play football and the struggles of being from Compton and going out to us or being, or being from sexton and and going to lansing Catholic. i mean this kid (laughs) it's like this show right here like there's so many I mean, there's so many things about this that remind me of Mikey. Life is crazy. Yo. Watching like, it, we like, talk about what? it. When, we when went I watch it, I'm like, "Yo, they got cameras in our house or something. We gotta get rid of these Google, these Googles all the around Google the house because yo, they is they really be making shows about our life, yo. <laughs> like that ass. Another one is Blackish. Like, Blackish be following our life like to the T, yo. Like literally. You know what? They'll we, do a show about something. And it's like two weeks prior, we went through that exact same thing. I feel like I want to do a play by play. I'm I'm serious, y'all. When I tell you that is so serious i want to do like a breakdown of the episodes that mirror with like 
the receipts, the proof of like, yo, that really, that was our life for like a month right there. Yeah. Or, you know, that's in another one. Be on your watches. But so, All American put 40 it on your watches. meters down on Cage. This was like one of those movies you like, yo, just go through the hole, B. Like, why are you, <laughs> why are you going to go back where the shark was at, my guy? Like, <laughs> this is that type of show. But it was actually all right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. I seen the first 40, 47 meters down. And that one was real good. Like, I thought that was really go- good. They were in a cage down there, and that one was really good. It ended really well. But this one is like, yo, my guy, like, they just do so much in this that you're just like, yo, come on, be like, you don't have to be silly and be stupid. You know, there's sharks down here. It is. I mean, look at, look, look and at that the ain't poster. no normal ass shark. Obviously. This shark so right look at the poster. Shit. This is like a south, south side shark right here. This dude right here got beat up in the Dollar General kind parking of... lot. This guy right Stupid. here is not normal. You can see what kind of movie it is. You know, you think I thought it was going to be like a just a jump scare or whatever, but it was a little bit better than that. I'd give it like I'd give it a 5.5. 5. Right. I'll give it a 5. Point. It's so, worth watching. It wasn't terrible. Yeah, but, it was all right. But so I if I was going to give it something, I'd give it a 5 just because of like the premise was all He right. just wanted to be different from me. So, I want to bring in cuz like we're getting some suggestions here, so I'm going to bring some of these on here. John says, what's this? Just started The Wire. The Wire again. Yeah, The Wire was the best. I rewatched that. The Wire was the best. Finished Ozark, dope. The Shy, I ain't seen that one. Is that I one haven't good? seen The Shy. I'm going to have to that check on that there. one out, The Shy. But yes. The Wire is the best, yo. Like that The yeah. Wire and Oz Two of the best I'd go back seen. and watch those again. So yeah. Celeste said, "Now you have to watch the spinoff Mixedish." So Mixedish is a oh, spinoff of Blackish. So I can't do okay, all of these that's different... fine. I'm just gonna ominous and tell you right now. I watch Blackish, I watch Mixedish, and I watch Grownish. All three, and I love all three of them. My literally. thing is with Mixedish, they lost me because the Stop. mom. <laughs> They do not. The mom is black and mixed is, and she white and blackish. I don't you understand just, that. No, nah, she's white and blackish. She got a black dad in blackish. No, 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 no. So why is her mom in blackish? Her dad's white. It's so her, her mom, mom is, is just, just really, really light, light. skin, okay. and so in mixed is her mom is not light skin in. So I don't know why they did that. I actually like it better in mixed is. So you just got to get past that. Once you get past that, it's very entertaining it's cute it's funny to kind of see where you come from and then grownish which i didn't think i would like because it's about a bunch of college kids or whatever the case may be but grownish is the spinoff with the daughter when she goes off to college it's actually really good because they actually dive into a lot of the current events and things going on um you know just with that age group so yeah. I, th- I think all three shows are good john says the shy stupid good i'm gonna have to check right, that I'm out i'm putting that on the watch list i'm gonna man. check that out what Kamisha say mix this is hilarious santa monica is my is my favorite santa monica is the best literally i don't know who that is i've never so if you watch blackish you've met her sister right oh yeah santa monica yeah, santa monica yeah, and santa she's monica, very yeah. like she was like that's that as a, a child that's uh what's her name nice is that raven simone no, 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 no. That's um, Dre's sister. Oh, that's Dre's sister. We're talking okay. about um, the mom's sister. Yeah, I got you. This but is yeah, us? This is, a, this is us? <gasps> yes. Wait, hold John. on. Hold on, Celeste. What she say? She said, my man said the same thing Mike just said. About what? About the mom being <laughs> oh. different colors. Y'all lost me with that shit right off the bat. <laughs> See, Mike will write something off like that, and there is no, like, sometimes I can talk I'm him back into detail, it. I'm attention to detail, man. I can't. But he couldn't get past that. I so I'll I be having that. to watch it, like, in little pockets over here or whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, I can't get past that one. 
Zen Monica is best. This is us. Jo- I cannot believe John watches This Is Us. I'm proud That's of you, sir. I was sir. about to say, too. I am proud of you because This Is Us. My guy got inside. He got in touch with his feminine side. What is no, This Is Us about? No, it's not, it's not a feminine show at all. It's, oh. a, it's a family show. And oh, okay, it is, okay. It's great. Ain't nothing wrong with it, though, my guy. I, I don't mind that. Yeah. No, I This Is Us is like a shocker. You will get sucked in and just like you are so invested in these families. Oh, I got you. <laughs> okay, really Spencer Confidential. This is with. Um, Marky Mark, Marky Mark, yeah. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. I'm Yo, always calling Marky Mark. Good man, it had a lot of premise. Like it had some good to it. You're like it had like switcheroo type stuff. My man was in prison at first, came home. It was like it was a good yeah. show. Like Action. this is on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Yeah. Marky Mark Wahlberg and my man from New Jersey Drive. I think I can't remember. He was in um Black, Black Panther or uh yeah he was in Black Panther. That's him. Was he? On the yeah. Show? Yes, he was. The the big, big, big dude. What was his name in Black Panther? Oh, Johnny said I'm adopted, so hit me a little bit. That's true. You're right. I didn't think about that, yo. Mike's never seen it, so he, probably, he doesn't even know what the show is about. I just, I, just, I, just, I, just, I just thought, like, This Is Us had to be about, like, John, something. I could do a whole show about This Is Us. That is, ooh, hit me in the field. What she said? Yeah, Spencer Confidential. Angela said she liked it. Yes. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? It was all I don't, right. They put the, the cover out. He's in. He's not even in the movie like that. No, he isn't. He's in it a couple times. Couple but they, times why did they put his face up I don't know. Up like, he was the That's, guy. like he's the main character. He's yeah. not the main character. But it's got comedy. It's got action. It's, yeah. it's funny. Just I like a couple. It. Those are a couple things we watched. I'll go back back though you know and tell y'all about some things that if y'all haven't seen yet definitely be probably good to get in, in touch with is black mirror again i'm gonna say that all the time netflix is black mirror that's got like probably 15 shows they're all an hour long there's great every one of them is dope it's like futuristic and they show how the futuristic stuff can be used in bad ways and good ways but yeah. they talk about a lot of like things that are now but show you how they can be um, used badly or whatever. But Black Mirror was a good one. Um, obviously, Game of Thrones, if anybody can catch up with that one. I was very against Game of Thrones Years for the longest it took time. Us. And then finally I watched it and I was like hooked from the first from the first season. So that was a good one. Um, what else? I'm trying to think of. For the ladies, because I don't know. I know Mike wouldn't watch it. He refuses. But Queen Sugar, if you have not, and I'm not through the most recent season. I've only watched like two episodes of it, but Queen Sugar on Hulu. Oh, it's a great show. Great, great show. Nice. Yes, and Haunting of Hill House. That was so good. I ain't seen that one either. You didn't see that one. I watched yeah. that by myself. That was good. Haunting of Hill House was really good. Would Jeff say it's about corrupt Boston cops? You know, Marky Mark can't turn that role down. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I got to add that one in here. You That's a good lying, one, Jeff. Bro. That was good. You that, is, that is Marky Mark, <laughs> the corrupt cop. Yes, Kamisha. He was from the Jabari tribe in Wakanda. Yes, that oh, was yes, him. Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. And he really right. is that big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I wasn't talking about him. I was talking about the, the cop, the bad cop. Oh no! Nope. But I was I talking about his. Yeah, no, 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 I was talking about the bad cop. So yeah, that was it. What's he say? What's Mikey say on there? Haunting Hill House, House was, was so dope. I'm gonna have to watch Mikey that. Mikey put me up on that. Actually, Mikey's well, the one that put me up on Haunting of Hill House. And that's on Netflix. Angela said it's on Netflix. Yeah, so we got to check that one out too. Um, what next? Well, so we wanted to talk about what foods. We, so like, we did a grocery <sighs> list, and we didn't go down and get nothing crazy and hoard or anything. But the things that we eat, um. Hold on, what can we just say? I don't know if anyone is into sci-fi, but Lock and Key was good. Lock and Key, I haven't heard of that. What is what is that on, Kamisha? Is it, what's, what platform is that on? I'll, I'll check the Witcher, out. I think, is Netflix. So I've seen that, and I've heard good things about that. Okay. 
Um, so the food list that we did, and my aunt Nelda, who she's on here watching, she just commented Game of Thrones is very great. She yes. made a comment to anybody who's out. She works in the food industry, but anybody who's out and is using the sterile gloves or whatever. And blue, masks. The blue gloves and masks. And nobody's really probably throwing the masks out, but the gloves, it's been a big issue. Like, you see it all on Facebook and the media is talking about it and whatnot is people leaving those gloves out in the parking lot, yo. And then like people that work there have to go get them. So that's yeah, kind of who, who, who do people think has to go clean it up? Somebody's got to go clean yeah, it up. Yeah. So let's like, let's make sure that we are using yeah. those gloves that we, we do it right. And so then another thing I want to tell you about those gloves from a perspective, a medical perspective, make sure that when you guys are using these gloves, you don't touch anything else. Like if I touch those gloves are like, they stick, everything sticks to them. Damn near like your skin. So if you touch something that's contaminated, and then you grab your cell phone, then you just contaminate your cell phone. If you don't think about it, throw it in your pocket, you contaminate everything in your pocket. So when you use those gloves, literally use them for what you're doing. That's it. Take them off. And the way you take them off is you take the gloved hand, you squeeze the palm right here and pull it off like that. And then sometimes when I have the glove inside out, I know I'm not supposed to do this, but I'll take the my fingers and pinch this glove and take that one off. But the way you're supposed to do it is take your ungloved hand now and take your finger and work it. So to say this is the glove, work it up under the glove and press up until it comes off. He taught and me. now you have both gloves inside out so they're not no, no longer contaminated and throw them things in the trash. So, But it was, it was like a big thing, like leaving them everywhere. And you, I, they, people were putting pictures and I just couldn't even believe what it. I'm John like, said, I reuse my spray, spray them and, and put, put them in. in no, my guy. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm just going to tell you, those boxes of gloves are like six bucks, dog. <laughs> don't do that. I can like, only. No. Yeah, don't. Now, mask, that's one thing. You can reuse that mask. Yeah. N95 mask, you can basically use until you can't breathe through it anymore, or unless for some reason you believe it got contaminated on the inside. Other than that, you can use those for until you can't breathe in them anymore. But the gloves, I would say. Throw them jokers away, and man. Because we, you, you know, wouldn't reuse a condom, would you? You know what I'm saying? Same That's difference. pretty much the same difference. <laughs> just wash it out and sink a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. John, like, what's a condom? <laughs> no, John, we got some gloves I only for have you. One pair. I got some gloves. B, come over, come catch me. Got some size larges yeah, too. Some, I got a whole way box too big of larges. For me. Yo, she can't fit. So nope. I got you, bro. Let me know. I got about. You just got to pick them up in the parking lot. Throw you a handful. I'll put them out here for you. I'm dead serious, man. Come check me out. Hit it, me up. Mike taught me about the whole cross-contamination thing and all that because we wear, you know, which I haven't been doing any more store runs, but I did our prior first one. I think it was only the one. Yeah. yeah, and he's done them all the rest of myself, but, you know, we wore the gloves and the masks and all that, you know, just to get out to the store. But, yeah, yeah. I, so that's another thing. Like, if you're going to go, what's he say? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what did he say? Johnson. Shake the fuck out of me. <laughs> but if you shake it more than three times, you're playing with it, dog. <laughs> Don't forget that. I know your daddy taught you that when I was a young age. <laughs> Cloning. Shake the oh fuck my gosh. Out of me, yeah. but so, is, shout out to Rain Whisper. Yeah, I bought some masks and I yeah, there's a lot of people that are also making the masks. And again, they're not the N95s, but they are doing the double, you know, fabric layers and doing the guidelines, and it's better than nothing. Period. That's what Flat I was out. gonna say. So like for everybody who doesn't know, those N95s are the only thing that's gonna protect you from the vapors. Those other surgical masks and so on are not protecting you. They're protecting the other person from your spit or your fling coming out. So just know, like, if you're wearing just one of those little surgical masks or one that's homemade, be careful because you're not going to be like if you're around somebody with COVID or 
if you're going yeah. to the hospital, those are not going to protect you. It's somewhat you. of a barrier, but it's not going to, things, you know, can still get in. Yeah, exactly. They so. say, something I read is put a piece of tissue in between your mouth and that, and that helps a lot too. It acts as But the 95 that they talk about, the N95, is it, 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 ta- it filters out 95% of contaminants is what it is. So you have N95s, N99s, N100s. So that's what the 95 and the N95 means. So that lets you know that even those only take out 95%. Yeah. So. And there, I feel, you know, I just think about the healthcare, you know, everybody in healthcare that's wearing them pretty much their whole shift. They're, they're not comfortable. They literally come right to your face and they create a seal. So yeah. it's like, so like when we get fitted for those, we have to shave everything off our face. And then we go into the hospital and they put this like big dome over our head and then they spray this stuff in there and you're supposed to be able to see if you can taste it. If you can taste it, then it's not tight. It's not tight enough or you, you have something going on with it. Mm-hmm. And ours that we have, you can strap up so you can get them really mm-hmm. tight nice to your face. Tight. The ones that I've seen out here in the world just have like, get, grab that one right there if you can. Oh, yeah. The ones I've seen out in the world just have like elastic on them. So then they're not really as tight and they don't have a seal. Grab the one that I, that, yeah, just grab that one. Let me see that one. So this is like, this is what you can get. Like most people can get. I don't know if you guys can see this, but. Ours have like this big rubber around here that make a seal mm-hmm. so that seals directed to your face. Like it gets real sweaty right here. Seals like no air can get in there. And then also like right here, there's straps that you can pull to tighten this straight down to your face. So, but even those fit pretty. These tight are too, good. Yeah. These aren't bad. Like these work. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying like, if you're going to be in a situation where it's there, be careful. Cause those little masks that everybody gets is not, is not going to make it like if you're in a room with COVID, COVID gonna jump in your mouth if you got one. John said she masks. um she puts a filter in them. Very impressed. Oh for yeah, homemade. yeah, that's, no, that's yeah, that's dope. what's up. Yeah, nice. she's got a filter. I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying just be careful, y'all. And Jeff said he heard people sewing coffee filters into the homemade masks. I, I mean, people I are getting. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I just don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if that'll work. But I'm just I've been really tripped out and like amazed at all the ingenuity and then just people like coming together to really create some. I don't know. There's somebody on my friends list who she was like, I've never done it before. I've never sewed, but she busted out a sewing machine and she learned and she taught herself and she because she wanted to help. So you said are any of these available? I bought these at Menards, yo. Like I was in Menards getting Lysol spray like two weeks ago, and this was like they had these. These are 3M um, N95s, and they they had like one thing of them on a whole shelf that was bare. I don't know how somebody just threw them suckers up there, but nah, yo. I was shocked when he came home with those. I was like, not really, yo. Like we, I I don't know where anybody would get them at this point, so I couldn't tell you either way. that's why I'm just yeah, so that's way. that. Yeah, just just be careful, y'all. Like I don't want anybody to be taking all the precautions but doing it wrong and then. Yeah, get and then the store infected. trips, you know, really important to know when you do the store trips. And they put the guidelines out or whatever, but just make sure to disinfect everything coming in your house because you don't know what's on it. We now know it lives on surfaces for X amount of days. So Man, they don't be knowing. They just, I know. Yeah. What does America twenty to life mean? Jose says. <laughs> you just coming in, what's up, my guy? Jose getting in here for the first time. Uh, What Hello, does Jose. America 20 to life? Well, let's think about America, right? It's Mike and Erica. And yeah. then 20 to life could mean a couple things. It could mean like <laughs> all the trouble I used to get into. Or it could mean the fact we've been together for over 20 years. And then yeah, we're going to go on into life. life. So it's just kind of one of those plays. People that know us and know we've been through, you know, like can put it together. But And then also the red, white, and blue. Obviously, we're, we're big. We're big. Um, I don't know how to say social justice warriors. We get involved with things, 
politically. So, I mean, that's yeah. why the red, white, and blue. America. And then the America. That also. We always talk I about love America. That. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was cool because, yeah. Yeah. So, it's just all of those things put in there together, man. And just kind of one of those things that we thought we could make fun yeah. of. <laughs> yeah, came up with the name so that is pretty cool that was that what else so, we got, right? uh we were gonna talk about our gr- the grocery list and what people are oh, buying yeah. what people are eating because now we gotta cook every day so the things <laughs> that we the things that we put together to eat what we usually because because mikey's not here we've really been kind of doing free-for-all anyway so that's I mean, what we always we call bought, it free-for-all yeah so we bought like a bunch of ramens uh soups canned soups, canned soups uh cereal tuna tuna Excuse me. Um, we don't eat beef a whole lot, so we don't. We didn't buy none of that, oh. but we bought uh, turkey, turkey, ground turkey, ground turkey. A lot of eggs. We eat a lot of breakfast, um, breakfast foods like French, French toast sticks, stuff like that. Because we wasn't hoarding, so we didn't go there and just buy the big ass bag of rice and beans no. like a lot of people was doing. Well, I already like, had rice and beans. But. Yeah, so we just kind of went and got like things that we would normally eat. To last us a couple weeks, if possible. Yeah, we, I think we were trying to do it like a two-week stretch for that time. And I've time had to go back to the store just to get like milk and eggs and little yeah. stuff that we might have forgot, you know, stuff like that. But outside of that, like... I noticed a lot of people like during the quarantine, they're like, oh, I'm doing all this baking from scratch and I'm oh, learning yeah, yeah, all yeah. these new recipes and oh, all these things. My and bad, I'm like, well, we got chicken. Don't, <laughs> don't get it <laughs> got twisted. Chicken. Oh, yeah, we, oh, yeah. We do chicken. We do, we do all chicken. birds. Anything, anything to fly, oh, yeah. we, we got that. If you never had chicken legs in the air fryer, lemon pepper, yeah. you're missing oh, out. Oh, man. The, the air fryer is a genius. Yes. Like Anything with a bone in it, though. That's the only thing yeah. I'll say. Like If you're going to put chicken in the air fryer, it's got to have a bone in it. But True. we'll do wings in there, thighs in there, legs in there. So, yeah. yes, chicken. Yes, we got plenty of that. Spray them um, with a little bit of olive oil. They yeah. crisp up. They're then we <sighs> grab a bag of the chicken breast, and we'll slice those in half so they'll be stay yeah. tender. Put them boys on the skillet or whatever. Or make, Lemon pepper yeah. them. Grill them. Chicken I mean, tacos with the shredded up. Yeah. Oh, we had um, white chicken chili. Oh, yeah, we made chili. Then we made the papas and <laughs> what is it? Papas and... Oh, papas and carne. My, papas and carne. <laughs> my yeah, favorite meals, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because um, papas and carne, is, it's a very basic dish, but it's it's delicious. And it's one of Mike's super favorites. I made it last time. He made too. it last time. I mean, it was slide. fire. It is just basically, it's very, it's potatoes. Usually people do ground beef, but we don't eat ground beef. So it's ground turkey and then um, can of corn tomato sauce and then all your spices and i put a little bit of uh b dubs um bloody mary mix in there that was fire oh and jalapenos put you know jalapenos, jalapenos yeah, yeah. I'll put jalapenos in mm-hmm. there then you eat it with a flour tortilla flour yeah. tortilla or some bread with butter on it whichever one you prefer tortilla but yeah the instapot we don't have an instapot i don't have an instapot and my niece has one and it's it kind of feels like a struggle at times so i don't know i don't know if i'm gonna get on that yeah, we do got a slow cooker though and we got a crock pot that we use yeah we do the the crock pot in the winter more another yeah. thing that we do that, that i feel like has helped us a lot is we boil water yo like we boil water all day Cold, long yeah. to keep the moist air because like i don't know just being in a house all day every day and you know we don't have great the greatest no i'm sure probably nobody does like the greatest air purifiers in their house or whatever you start to get allerg- allergenic, man. Like Get a humidifier. You don't want to be feeling allergenic when corona out here because every little thing make... I mean, like I can't tell you how many times I've had corona since I've been in the house. <laughs> like, dead ass serious, y'all. Or I've how many corona. times he thought I had corona. I've already came to the conclusion that I was just going... I'm going to have it. Let, I'm just in the house because my, my throat get the tickling or... 
I'm waking up with my nose messed up, like all it's of that. It's the worst. I coughed the other night. <laughs> no, you get coughing like crazy. I, yeah, I get, but I, you know. That's part I, of your lupus. Yes, I, something that for me, I get, inf it's inflammation. That's what lupus, lupus does. Lupus always want to show up in the worst damn time. I be hating lupus one of the man. I'm about to call lupus CEO right now and get his ass fired. See, but what something it does is my vocal cords like it'll uh my vocal cords get inflamed and it's fine like it's not a big deal but it makes for kind of like a dry cough and what's been in the news with the rona a dry cough lupus so the bullshit. other night i coughed that dry cough and i swear i might just yo every, i've been having to look at her like yo <laughs> like, yeah. what is that like we gotta figure this shit out right y'all should have seen him today i was sitting over here and we were kind of setting things up or whatever and I coughed, but what I had done is I had my robe on because I like to wear my robe around the house because it's comfortable. What I did is I had pulled it up over and I reached with my right hand. <laughs> this man was so upset. He was like, did you just cough into your hand and then touch that? <laughs> I was like, I was so offended. I'm Yo, like, don't be taking us both out. I was then. like, first Somebody of all, gotta stay here for the kids. Shit. But then I was offended because I'm like, that's not even something I do. I don't cough in my hand in real life. So I'm definitely not going to start doing that. Yo, people make mistakes, man. <laughs> people get lazy and complacent and they do some shit to get me killed. And I'm the just accusing not going tone, though. Did you just, it was, I wanted to laugh, but I was just like, I know he's serious. John no. said, John said that this is, this is the thing with that, John. So hold on. John said, I heard not to light the humidifier because it adds moisture to your respiratory. I've never heard that. I don't know why having moisture in your respiratory would be a bad thing. Um, well, one thing I did read is they said um, it was good to run a humidifier because it's harder for viruses to kind of stay in the air if there's see, a little bit of moisture See, that's all what we heard. Don't nobody know. No, I, I read it from CDC reputable sites. Shit, look it well, up. Yeah, I've not true. heard the CDC say. No, one thing I did hear the CDC say is don't be taking ibuprofen. So my back <laughs> and my neck been bothering the shit out of me for the last three weeks because I'm scared to take ibuprofen because they say that helps inhibit <laughs> all this big, whatever the hell is. So if anything I did take and listen to, it was that one, and I shouldn't. I don't know. And then alcohol, too. Like, y'all see me sipping on this. I got a little crown here. But really, this little glass right here is all I be drinking. This is the same damn glass I've been drinking for three shows now. And I just kind of put a lot of that much in it, just sip on it to I keep my tea. throat going. But, Lots of tea. Um, yeah, so I don't know, John, if that's true or not. I haven't seen or heard that, um, if whether or not that's true or not. But, um, you know, it is what it is, man. Like. If Rona gonna jump in your body and do some work, it's gonna <laughs> jump in there. <laughs> like it ain't really good. I don't think it, I don't think we're gonna be on our deathbed and gonna be like, well, if he hadn't turned his humidifier on, I think he'd be okay. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like one thing I can't stand in like we as a family is like when it's dry in the house. Like that's one of those things that like puts me in a bad mood. You know how when you like too hot and you wake up hot and you're like, damn, it's hot in here, and then you're just mad at everybody. Like dry air, my nose feels dry, throat feels dry, skin feels dry. I can't, I can't do it. Right, I can't do it. Nah, she put, she'll wake up in the middle of the night, put lotion on. So I don't well. understand that shit. <laughs> so I'll be like, what the fuck is you doing? Oh, I'm like, my hands are dry. My hands are dry. I keep chapstick. Hand. I gotta I, put some chapstick. I'm gonna take your ass to bed, all the way to bed too. Don't tell wake up. All my business. Close all your shit. He hates down. my nightstand, but I have to have hand lotion, chapstick, and some water. Cause if I wake up, I need yo, drink her of water. Nightstand, her nightstand, like like a bum closet, yo. It's got every, it's got fingernail clippers, like toenail clippers, 
She plucked her eyebrow. Why is you doing any of that in the bed, though? She go to the bathroom. Be like, I hate that because I'm like the type of person. I like my area to be nice and tight. Like my phone like, sit right fake. there. I got all my little shit like nice and it tight. It looks like he's trying to sell it in IKEA. That's the and her display. shit. Like shit, shit, her shit like there's no shelf anywhere in the house, so everything has to go on this one. <laughs> Like everything, like yo, why is you taking your contacts out at at, the, at your bedside? Like, oh, that is funny. But like, literally, yo, I can't even front. It is that is how it be, and I'll like I'll I'll try to keep it to a point where it's not like getting at him. And I'll look at it sometimes, and I'm like, he about to say something to me about my Hell nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> and she a bag lady, yo. Like, so she gets these little itsy bags, these little things in the mail every month, yo. I swear we got a thousand of these fucking itsy bags all over the house, yo. Like, what is you doing with these? And it's like they're the itsy bags are inside of a bag that's inside of another bag, so I, and then inside <laughs> of another bag. So I have plans for my ipsy bags, so you know. And they're very, if you get ipsy, anybody in here gets ipsy. I'm not a big like makeup wearer. I don't wear it, but I enjoy getting those because they'll send me like hand creams and good chapsticks and facial masks and like lip gloss and stuff like that. But I keep the bags. They're very nice bags. Yo, you keep every she, bag. I do. Matter of fact, her birthday, or if we ever have another baby, or we have an actual wedding that people to come to, bring boxes, yo. Do not bring any gifts in a bag because we don't have no room <laughs> for that shit around our house. I'm telling you, our next one of these the shows, I'm gonna bring you guys. I'm gonna show y'all what I'm talking about. It. No, no more bags, yo. <laughs> yo, I swear to God, right now, she for her, for her stuff that she takes to work. Her bag. <laughs> She has a laptop bag, right? This which is, is my laptop. Which is supposed to be. Yes. But then she has another bag that has other bags inside <laughs> of it. And then no. those bags have little bags in it. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not no, exaggerating. No, because I'll throw, like, my purse in there and then, like, my lunch bag because, like, I'll put stuff for the week. I take stuff and put it in the fridge at work so I can, you know, make stuff throughout the week or whatever. So that's Yo, why I, I swear, care. yo, she come back with, like, this. This how she, Yo, she like she getting groceries when she coming from, she, to and from work. Like it's like groceries. That's how many Y'all, bags she got. And I, as soon as I walk in the crib, I feel the judgment. What Carlos say? <laughs> He'd be looking at me like. Her. He said, "What? What he say? Hold on, let's see here." <laughs> Mike, you down for the facial mask? Y'all should do that next. Oh, episode. oh I ain't, I ain't never hating on that. He, yeah, he does I, I take care of my body, yo. I love taking care of my body. What yeah, she said, that's a Mexican thing. I know it's a Mexican. <laughs> it's not a Mexican. It's a Mexican thing. It's a Mexican that's a Mexican thing. thing. I can't. Me and my sister were just talking All about that. Your because sister too. She's she crazy the with the bags too. We were cracking up about it. I'm like, good grief. And I was telling her about you and how you feel about it. She's like, yeah, I can see that. I'm like, yeah, he don't be having it. Yo, she don't throw the, nothing the judgment. away, yo. I'm telling you. Because she was saying, she's like, I, I feel like I'm a hoarder. I said, I'm lightweight a pack rat, too. I can't even front. I no, am. pack rat is like the minor level of the shit. That's what y'all do is like, y'all need to be on TLC. Both, I, <laughs> I, if I show you her her closet and bags, yo, one of these days, I'm going to take y'all on a tour of this, of this studio. I'm going to clean my Our kitchen, first. our house, but I'm going to take y'all on a tour so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Yo, this shit is crazy, but... Yeah, Anyways. the judgment is real, y'all, for real. Like it's it, literally, I walk in the house with my work bags, and he's just like, he, you know, the phrase "SMH" shaking my head. I swear, my husband does that like Yo. constantly throughout the day. <laughs> I'm like, everywhere what, she be babe? at, it's got to be a bunch of everything that she need. Well, I might need that, babe. You do not need an eye patch for us to go to the <laughs> store. Put your eye patches back in the, I in the might, drawer. Though. But you know what? He is always so happy when I bust out my fanny pack when we're somewhere and I got that item that he needs. That ass. 
everybody oh my gosh thank you so much i'm like mm-hmm, see yeah babe mm-hmm. you got a band-aid but not yep. the regular band-aid a triangle band-aid yes. has a circle on the bottom yep, yep she got need one. an alcohol pad to wipe it off too got that too uh-huh. liquid yeah, band-aid no, that's true that? you do be having all this I shit. Do be having some sh- it's, yeah, I, it's a mom thing too. yo my mom <laughs> used to do that yo my mom this is one thing i always remember about my mom my mom was always like that like very ocd with having everything you're supposed to have like when i was a little kid seven eight years old my mom would take me to the park like and we'd have like nice little sandwiches with our salt and vinegar chips and like little pickles in the jar my mom was like always had the little tupperware jars with everything we had these yellow or orange they were orange tupperware with the sugar flour and everything in it and then my mom would always like bring like the pickles in its own little containers and all that. I, was, I mean, I love that about her. That's what I, I mean by like when I say too. you My find kids somebody that reminds you of your, your wife or your family. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing. I am a cornball. I'm the biggest cornball. I'm a nerd at heart. I love all those things. And I'm, I don't care. I get called that all the time. They're like, you're such a dork. So I'm Carlos, like, I know. Let's talk about that, Carlos. He says, side note, not trying to get into politics, but seriously, shout out to y'all for speaking at the East Lansing Council meeting on police profile and violence. Bless yeah, y'all. That was recent. That was fairly recent. So about that situation, if anybody has seen that situation that happened to the young man out in East Lansing at 7-Eleven, he was, he was beat up by the police. And I wouldn't say beat up, but he was definitely, they definitely used excessive force on him. And I'm just going to be real short on this because I don't want to get into all of this right now. We will get into this eventually. But um, I was very tentative on getting involved with that because mm-hmm. i didn't know everything on reserve it. judgment i reserve i didn't want to be that guy that goes out, out here and gets crazy and does all of that without knowing the whole story so when i seen the video and what actually happened and heard the city council and the mayor and all them talking on it i bolted i was at home they were showing it live on wilx wlns and i was watching it live and i couldn't stand it yo it was like it was like the last i got there I did like 90 miles an hour to get out to East Lansing City Council uh, to their meeting, and I got on the mic, thank goodness, and I got to say what I wanted to say about this incident and this situation. And they tried to beat me back. Well, it wasn't what it was. You know, the whole city council, the mayor, the chief, police chief, and all of them were saying that it wasn't what it was, and it wasn't this. It wasn't what we seen with our own damn eyes. And I was telling them, yes, it was, and I'll play that. I'm going to play that for y'all one of these times, what what I had said to them and what we talked about out there. Um But then what's great about the situation is redemption, right? Because three or four weeks later, the police chief retires just abruptly. Which is indicative of... Because they found out that the same guy that had pinned this young man's face to the ground and and beat his eye up had another incident prior to that the same way and used the same technique on another person. And so they've looked inside of themselves now. And that's what we always want them to do, right? We want to look inside yourself. Stop playing like y'all know, y'all know better or racism isn't a thing. Um, Look inside yourselves and that's what they're doing right now. So I'm not gonna beat them up about it. Keep doing the work, but um, we are gonna talk on that. So like at at the end of the day, they was wrong, but um, I don't want to like, get too involved until they don't act right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like right you now always have to give the right. opportunity yeah. to, and that's the thing, you know, it's great to do the hoorah, you know, and just be out there speaking your mind. Cause that's, you know, we're always going to do that. You know, I'm always down for a protest or whatever to go speak somewhere, but you have to give the opportunity for them to affect some type of change. And that's where they, you, you're holding them accountable. If you don't do that, then you kind of are part of the problem. So if they you hold them accountable for what they say they're going to do, making sure that they're actually putting things in place, stuff like that. And I, I, it looks like, it feels like 
East Lansing is trying to do that right now, but you know, I mean, they doing it because they they was forced to. Because I mean, when we was out there, I talked to them about all of these things, everything that they were realizing about themselves right now. Guess who told them about it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, let's let's be real with it. Just keep doing the work, man. I yeah. don't care about being right. Just keep doing the work. We don't want. But the if people, to it's important to speak out on stuff like that. And you know, a lot of times it doesn't make you very popular. And you know, you get it from our lens where people, you know, don't want you to say what you're saying or like you shouldn't, you know, whatever. But if you if people don't speak out about it, then they're never going to look within themselves to see if there's an actual problem. And that's where the systemic nature of stuff like this, you know, happens. So. Right. Appreciate that, bro. So, um, what do you say? What were you doing? Where's that at? I don't know where that was at. Oh, so anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that. So we got to talking about the food. We got to talking about what we've been watching. Carlos said canned peaches, yams, and jams. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. got canned peaches. We got some canned canned pineapples. That's yeah. my jam. Canned pineapples. Canned pineapples. Canned peaches. Tuna. Um, tuna. Which we didn't haven't touched. No, we haven't really touched Mm-mm. that. We're making meals. I mean, we did. We done like shrimp tacos, and we did like some nachos and um, the chili. We had burgers one night. And fries. Yeah, we got some burgers. I did go to the Dollar General and grab some burgers. Man, <laughs> Dollar General's off the chain. They got everything, anything. But don't eat the damn imitation crab meat from Dollar General. I'm telling you, right <laughs> I eat now. imitation crab meat. Don't I judge eat me. I don't it care. all the time. I'm not As saying don't eat. Yeah. Don't. No. I'm not saying don't eat it. No, I know. I said don't eat it from there, yo. No, but I'm that saying people like that. I'll eat imitation crab meat from like Kroger Meyer. We he bought that and we're like, it looked fine. It looked good. Yeah. But no, no that shit that's at Dollar mm-hmm. General, it's a dollar. Mm-hmm. I would never eat any seafood again that cost a dollar. <laughs> so like period point blank. No, it's I don't want to hear it. It's, it's not, not really that much at Kroger either. Dollar General it's a dollar. I, though. I know. It and was it not tasted good. like a dollar. It tasted just like a dirty dollar that some bum handed me. That's how good. it tasted. It was it was that was a bad buy on our. We should have known better, but you know, desperate times. We wanted a snack. <laughs> so I don't know, man. We wanted to bring on. So this is what I want to talk about. I have. Um, I'm gonna pull this up, but so I my psychologist is an awesome person. She's very accredited. I mean, all all the way across the board. I'm gonna be bringing her on Monday. She's agreed to come on and speak with everybody. So what I want to do, um. With this, is I'm gonna post on our on our America or America Twenty to Life Facebook page her bio, just because I want everybody to be able to see who she is, so you can gather up your questions that you may have for her. She's the truth. Um, but right. she is the truth. She's she's definitely the truth. I mean, her list of accreditations and education, academic positions she's held, awards and honors, is long. I mean, it's it's like five pages long, yo. So I want y'all to be able to look through this. It, it's longer than five pages. It's forty. It's forty eight pages long. Of the of, things she's done in her career. Everything that she's been involved with, groups she's been in. So, like, the this thing is, is though, life. it is yeah. her life. But the thing is, what I, what, what, what drew me to her and when I, when I was given her information from a friend of mine was that how, how she takes the mental illness from the perspective of us. You know what I'm saying? Like, she understands what we go through. She understands, like, how to speak to us on the issues that we may not know. Like, so... When you're dealing with racism in any aspect of the matter, you may not know. There's so many people that are in the same position I'm in that don't know they're in that position. Like they're in, I shouldn't say that I'm in, but in the same position that a lot of black people who, when you hear the word woke, it's not that you're, you know, something somebody else doesn't know. It's that you just realize your situation is what it is, you know, and like a famous James, James, what's James Baldwin said, 
um, to be a black man in America is, and to be semi-conscious is basically to be in a fit of rage all the time. If you're even semi-conscious to what's being done to you, I mean, it wakes your eyes up to so much. So um, that's trauma. You know what I'm saying? That's like trauma that you're constantly going through um, on a mental aspect that you may not understand. So she's been very good with helping me to understand what I've been going through and then giving me ways to combat that to not be um, like we work on aggression being aggressive, being assertive, or being passive aggressive. And we obviously want to be assertive. We don't want to be aggressive because then people don't take us seriously. I mean, us by, you know, black men. When we're aggressive, then they, they don't listen to us. So they don't want nothing to do with us. Or if you are passive aggressive or passive, you don't get the things done that you need done or you don't get your point across. So I've been working this level or this angle of being more assertive with things. And these are just life coaching things, but it's also. Um, helps with, you know, your depressions or anxieties about thinking about different perspectives on things. Um, so like, she's awesome. Put y'all questions together, man. So me and my boy, Jose, we talked about this. My boy, Jose Perez was actually on here right now. He did some time, was locked up for 10 years, came home. And we talked about this one night and it was one of the best conversations I me and my homie had. He was talking about the traumas that that does to you, man. Like what that does to your mind to be gone for that long. You know, and to come back to a world that's changed completely or to come back to a world that when you left, you're trying to make up time, you know, and, and you got to actively say to yourself, I'm not going to try to make up these 10 years I was gone or whatever the case is. You know, when I was listening to that, I was telling him we was listening to the song where I put him on this song by Meek Mill called Trauma. And it talks about the traumas that people like us, you know, people of color go through from the minute we're born to, you know, to today, and we may not even know the traumas that we're going through because it's all normal to us. Like the things that we go through and we tell other people outside of our our normal surroundings, the things that we go through, they're like, what? You know, like you got, you had to deal with that, you know? And to us, it wasn't anything crazy because we, you know, we, we learned to like compartmentalize things away to where it doesn't bother us, but they do bother you. And they, they come out in other ways, like our aggression sometimes, or they come out in other ways. So She's helped me to realize a lot of those things about things that I was going through and so on and so forth. So I, I personally, this is me being on a soapbox saying that I, I completely agree with and believe in psychology. I believe in talking to somebody about your issues rather than just sitting on it or letting it boil up inside of you till you blow up on somebody. So I'm going to bring her on Monday and we're going to talk more about her tomorrow, maybe over the weekend. Um, and we really want you guys to, if you, you know, submit questions because if you have a question for her she will answer you know your questions if you have something you want to ask her or something maybe you want her to talk about because one of the bigger things too and i know she'll she'll most likely touch on is there aren't a lot of you know persons of color in this you know psychiatry psychology counseling um and it is important sometimes you know when we talk about the, the catchphrase is like diversity that's the catchword now everything's all about diversity and inclusion um but when you are a person of color that takes on a little bit of a new you know thing for you personally because you do want to be reflected in your workplaces your school your area um you know anywhere that you're at why wouldn't that be the same if you're talking to someone about your life, your upbringing, your traumas, or you're trying to get coping mechanisms, coping skills? There is, you know, there are some differences between whether it's culturally, whatever the case may be. So you do want to see yourself reflecting that. And and, and she's one of the few, she's a, not even, not only a person of color, but she's a woman of color. So she's a black woman in yeah. this industry. That's very, very and She's rare. not just a black woman in this industry, but she deals with these things. She talks mm -hmm. on these things. She's 
holding seminars. She teaches at MSU about these things and cultural sensitivity and all of these things and teaching us how to see these things or teaching us how to deal with and cope with these things. Um, but back on piggybacking what she said about minority, um, minority or, you know, persons of color, persons of color, I should say, cause I don't want to say, but uh persons of color being actually doctors in this city, in this area. So let's talk about that aspect because when I first got turned on to psychology or going to talk to somebody about issues I was having, I went to a white doctor as a white man. He was a ex Marine slash special forces guy. And I was talking to him about PTSD and, um, my PTSD surrounded around incidents that have happened, you know, at my job, but also it was involving other things that were happening too. And so I, I couldn't really touch base with him on what I was going through because, you know, that there's obviously that gap of, he doesn't understand my plight. You know, he can try to as much as he wants, but he can empathize with me, but he can never understand what I'm going through. So I went from him to a black female who, um, she was good. She was a therapist though. So there's different levels of therapy. There's therapists, there's psychologists and psychiatrists. And what I've learned about therapists is they'll talk to you and it's more about talking and like understanding this and that and so on and so forth. And it's really more like for me, what therapy was more about is me talking to them and then, you know, them just saying, okay, well, this is what you're, you might want to do this differently. And that's what some people might need. Yeah. Some people may need this. Psychology is just different. Some people may just need just that level. So then I reached out and I started talking to a psychologist or excuse me, the the white man that I went to, not, not, not anything about his color or anything, but this, the white man that I went through, he was a psychiatrist. And really what he deals with is like meds. So they like, they injunction in conjunction with a psychologist will talk over like meds to give you to deal with depression or anxiety or things that you're going through sleeping pills. If you're having a problem sleeping, those are all things I don't do. So I don't like to take meds or any of that type of stuff. So he really couldn't help me with the emotional aspect or the perspective aspect that I was going through. So I was, I was uh, given Dr. Buchanan's information from a friend of mine because she was a minority and so on and so forth. And he was like, you know, I really think what you're going through right now, you, and a lot of people who know what I'm going through know, you know, the, the, the bigger picture of what I'm talking about. Um, I don't have to say, but, um, when I spoke to her, it was like night and day. It was like, immediately I felt better. Like, wow, I got this off my chest. She understands she's been through it before she teaches on this type of thing. So it was just like crazy. So I asked her, I was like, you know, it's, it's, it's been the hardest thing trying to find a, a minority and, and not just minority, but in particular, a black psychologist or a doctor whatsoever, like a primary care. You know, and she was like, well, the reason is, and this isn't just the only reason, but she's like, this is a lot of the reason is, is that most minor, a lot of minorities don't reach out for help. So they go where the, they go where the bigger number of minorities would be for them to get that help. So for instance, if you're going to turn, if you're going to be a doctor in, in, you know, you're a minority, say me, me, a black man goes up, he's a doc, becomes a doctor, a primary care physician or whatever the case is. I'm going to want to go to where black people are, right? I'm going to want to go to where if I'm, if my goal is to help black people or to be in a position where they can come find me, I'm going to go where they are. So she was saying like a lot of, you know, minorities that get their doctor or so on and so forth, move on to a big city like Houston or to Atlanta, Atlanta where black yeah. people are, you know what I'm saying? So there's not too many here. So being that she is here, I mean, it's such an outlet and I want to turn her on, turn you guys on to her from a level of understanding like and i'm not saying she's got all the all the space in the world to talk to everybody but like this is your time to get your questions answered and you can do them anonymously inbox me 
let me know what your questions are. If you have any questions yeah, about psychology or if you have your own issue. Hey, doc, I've been going through this, that, the other. I want what to do you know recommend? how to deal with it. What do you recommend on how you're dealing with it? Because that's one thing that she does very well is teaching you how to think of things from a different perspective. And that's a lot of what I found psychology to be about is is transforming and and training the mind to see things differently than you were trained to see them for your whole life. And that's like mm -hmm. one of the hardest things to do is just to see things differently. Everybody in the world isn't bad. That's something that people will say. All Republicans are this. Well, it's not necessarily, necessarily all. Always true. And that's a perspective thing. And once you can start seeing things from a different perspective, and that's what she's really helped me with. So, And a big thing with like psychologists too and psychology is they do kind of, they delve into the the mind and they it's about tools, you know, tools that you can use in your everyday life, tools that you can actually use in real time, coping mechanisms. That's very important. Changing of mindsets, um, <clears throat> exercises to change that mindset. That's very important because like to your point, therapist counseling, that's great. And sometimes at level, you do need somebody to talk to and that's right. what you need. But a psychologist will take that a step further. And how do I actively help yeah. myself? So anybody who would say, like Kamisha just said, a lot don't know how or who to contact for help. That's a fact. I went through that and I was actually referred to the person that I ended up finding that was perfect for me. Um, all mental health in all was also mental health in our community is at times looked down upon or looked at as weak and sad. Let me talk about that. that. Let's say mm -hmm. let's say this about that. Does any I can't say and I'm not a tough guy, but there's not too many people in the city of Lansing that can say <clears> I'm a weak person or that I'm um, a coward. I mean, what I've been through in my life would say that I've got balls, if that means anything. I mean, I've 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 dealt with a whole lot, been through a whole lot, and I've I've showed I've showed that I'm not a coward or weak in any way when it comes to that. So being strong when you're talking about mental health mental health issues is being able to say you have a problem with it. Especially if you're having issues with people that you care about and you know, you're having arguments at home that you can't understand. They don't know who you are. You're having these weird little beefs and all these being strong. And being being a person who can step up to the plate is being somebody who's willing to admit they got a problem, yo, and then going to get help. Instead, the weak person would do some things like this, beat up on their wife at the crib. You know, they're dealing with all of this drama out here in the world, but that weak ass person won't fight nobody out there. So they come home and beat the most vulnerable person in their life. That's Taking the it weak, out on that's the people weak that they person. care about. That's the weak person. So like mental health being strong means being able to admit that you have an issue and then go get help for it. Like, ultimately, that's what it is. And it, you know, there's a stigma on it because it's like, it's something wrong with you. Nothing's wrong with you, yo. Like, and I think perspective is actually for our community. We all walking around with it. Like, when you see the things that happen in our, I'll give you a prime example of mental health issue. All the people right now still throwing parties, still out here playing with their life like this about this corona and this COVID. The reason why that's a mental health issue is because it's called reckless behavior, right? It's reckless endangerment. They don't care about their life enough or doing things like having unprotected sex or um, drunk driving, um, doing things. It's self-destructive behavior. Self, that's mental health. We all, like, we've all been through it. We've all done these things. So when, you are, when you're strong enough to realize that it's not just you, it's things that you've been through in your life and you can fix it, that's when you understand that now you're being strong. Now you can look out for help. And get the help to figure out why these issues are happening. Why you're losing friends. Why you're cornered in this little room and all you can do is just drink all day and sleep all night. You know, or sleep all day and drink all night. Like, these are the type of things that you have to start realizing. Like, 
there's reasons why these things happen. It's not just you. Nothing's wrong with you. But there's things that you can do better. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, that's where and it's not easy. And I think that that's where when because Kamisha's absolutely right. And I was going to touch on that because that's in all of our communities, whether it's a black community, you know, persons of color, minority, Hispanic community. It is frowned upon. You don't tell people your business. You don't go tell, you know, no stranger your business. What is that person, you know, going to going to tell me about my life or the biggest one? And that's something that, you know, you, you grow up with. Um, and that's very prevalent in our, in our communities is just suck it up and get over it. Just get over it. I and was, I was sometimes a, that's just not possible. A big abuser of that, that phrase right there. And the thing is, is it is looked at as weak, but I think it takes so much more strength, first of all, like you said, to you know admit that there's a problem. But it, ta- it takes a certain level of strength to actually work on that problem because it's not easy. It takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of commitment. Uh, it takes taking accountability, looking into yourself. And that's those are all things that a lot of people don't want to do. And, you know, I've had conversations with, you know, family members and we, we talk about, you know, our upbringing, most of a lot of us, we come from dysfunctional households. We come from patterns of dysfunctions. We come from cycles of dysfunction and something that, you know, you, you're, you might be broken is what society views as broken or you, cause you've been to this. And I don't view it that way because I did, we decided we, we stopped the cycle. We're going to stop that cycle with us. We're going to stop that cycle with our kids. And we're going to say it's okay to take care of your mental health. There's nothing wrong with that. Actually, it's one of the most important things that you can do, you know, to be happy in this life. We, we get one life. Why wouldn't I do everything and anything possible? I don't see it no different. If, if my knee hurts, I'm going to the orthopedic doctor. If I got a toothache, I go to the dentist. If I'm not feeling right, if I don't feel good in my soul, I'm going to talk to somebody. I don't see nothing wrong with it. But you haven't yet. No, I haven't, but I have, you know, Yo, in the past. this woman deals with so much like I'm she takes on all my issues, all Mikey issues. I mean, she's the nucleus of her family when they have problems or anybody's dealing with something same as I am. And we take all of that in. You know what I'm saying? But you have to have an outlet to get rid of it. And I be telling her all the time you need to go. And she does really well with it. I don't never see her. T- I mean, the things that she deals with in her life regarding her health and so on and so forth, like I would. I'd be a I'd be a ball in a corner just crying like a baby. So she's already strong. You know what I'm saying? Something I think that helped me in this, I think I I feel like that makes me feel better is to help people and be there for people. That is something that makes my heart, you know, feel good and it it fills my cup. And so something and this was at the urging of of Mike, I I have to admit. Um, I ended up starting the Lansing Lupus Support Group because we didn't have a support group here in our area. And that was a big step for me because I tend to be a little what up, too Mike private. Potter? What's going on? That's Aww. one of my brothers I work with. And so, you know, Mike was just saying, like, that is, I think, important. I think that you could really do something really great. And it has been. It's been a great experience. You know, we meet in person once a month and everybody can come in. There's a topic every month that we talk about. You can vent. You can get tips. I run the Facebook page. That's something that does make me feel better, you know. And I know I've, I I don't see you know a counselor now, but that I'm not I'm not against it. At no, all sure not. but no. so like my my man's Jose said, <laughs> Melissa says this is something I need. Yeah, you need it, bro. Why not? Why not get help, man? I'm with me, I'm a be smart honest, woman. This, this is how I got put in. This is how I went to see somebody finally. I was told to go see somebody by somebody. They told me I wasn't right in the head. Something wrong with you. And I went as just a way to be like, you know what? I'm going to shove this up his ass. And then I found out, damn, I need this. Like, I really need help. Like, I need to talk to somebody. And when they start telling you things that you do, like life, things that you're doing in your life where, um, 
what I started to realize when I started to deal with PTSD and when I started to deal with like the depression and anxiety aspects of it is I would take it out on my family. I'm being real honest with y'all right now. Like I'm talking about some stuff that I've never really told everybody at right now. So what I dealt with was like I would ball up everything that I had and my family would usually be the ones that would that would that would pay for it. And I don't mean physically. I wasn't beating anybody up, but I was like really short with them, having really real attitudes with people. I couldn't stand people that I loved. Like I couldn't stand my dad no more. And I'm not saying I couldn't stand him, but I would like get very aggravated with things that, that he would do that was very minor. And I would have these full on blow ups. And so I started to realize like, man, maybe I do got a problem. And one day I was at, they had this thing where they brought in this, this, this talk, this speaker at, at work and it wasn't at work, but it was after. And they brought in this speaker that was talking about like what PTSD looks like in, in a person. And I always thought it was like that turning the corner crying like you know shaking hearing bombs go off or something but it's not that it's just about how your how your mind starts reacting towards things when you don't when you don't put things that bad that happen to you in the right place so when i started when like i said when i was told to go see somebody and i was like man whatever i'm gonna show this and that bad. didn't come from a good place just no to be i didn't clear. that person was trying to be to attack trying to be facetious and, and be, be harmful asshole. yeah but anyways i did go and i found that i, I liked it so now we are two and a half years into me seeing somebody, and now y'all are just all known. So, Jose, there's nothing wrong with that, my guy. Like, real talk. Go see somebody, bro. You got insurance at the crib. Go see somebody, man. Her <clears throat> Dr. Buchanan will be on Monday. She's usually on here in the comments. You guys will see her on here um, talking about little things that we, that we see. Her name's Nicole Buchanan. If you do see her on there, if she's on here at any point in time, shoot a, shoot a question in. She'll answer it. Um, but... Yo, if you need help trying to find somebody or anybody on here this, does need help trying to find somebody for mental health, let us know, man. Like, this was something important that we wanted to touch on, you know, today for sure is the mental health aspect because there's all these layers. There's people that are already dealing with things and people that are dealing with stressors and things like that. And now we're in this really weird time right now where there's isolation and there's you're not being able to see your family and it can those are stressors. Those are all stressors. Yeah. And mental health is so important. So like it's just remember it's okay to to take care of yourself. It's okay to have a day where you don't I I said I'm taking time off tomorrow. I was not joking when I said mental health day. I know that's funny and people laugh at that or whatever. All oh, these little kids and millennials need to have mental health day nothing wrong with that if my back hurt and i worked outside doing something that involved my back i would take the day off if i feel like i need to step away then you know i need to step away because otherwise i'm not i'm no good to anybody else i'm no good to my family i'm no good to myself you can't you know you can't pour from a cup that's empty so it's really important to kind of keep filling your cup up with whatever you can that makes you feel good and makes you feel whole makes you feel healthy so mental health is definitely something we want to talk about on here a lot because it's not weak. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And anybody that tries to shame you or make you feel ashamed, most likely they have demons and things inside of themselves. And that's a mirror that they're reflecting on themselves. You know, they're projecting that on you. So don't let that make, don't let that deter you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we definitely want to get everybody involved in that conversation. So over the next three days, you'll hear me talking a lot about Dr. Buchanan. I'm going to be filling y'all in on some of just the, some of the accolades that she's, I don't know if that's the right word, accolades? Um, accomplishments, accomplishments. Accomplishments, yeah, I mean, everything. So before, before, we get, before we get into any of that, though, I think it's important. She did a, a TEDx MSU. She did, and you can find that on YouTube. So take her name down, Nicole Buchanan or Dr. Buchanan. And she did a TEDx at MSU. She works at MSU. Her name is Nicole Buchanan, PhD. 
Um, it's homework. I'd read her. I'd read her. I'd read her bio, but it's just so much. Yo. <laughs> but homework before Monday when she's on is watch the watch the TED talk. Yeah, watch the TED talk. I'm gonna put this stuff up on our page so you guys can see. Now we'll link it. Um, what who she is, and I'll link you guys to it. But just get y'all questions together. You know, whatever things you want to ask about mental health, because like think about it, yo. Like right now is like the worst times for me. Everybody's scared for their life, yo. I don't care who you are. Either you're scared for your own life, or you're scared for your family member's life, or somebody's life you're worried about. Um, your brothers and sisters out here in the world, if they're still working, whatever the case is. So that's a lot to put on. So people were dealing with mental yeah. health issues and might have been on the brink of suicide or whatever the case is before any of this happened. So then think about the level their their mind is at now. And one thing that I one thing I took from um, one of our meetings that we talked about, and she was like, you know, some people live at a certain level of depression or anxiety. They may live at like an eight or seven or a six. But if you have anything happen in your life, say you're living at an eight constantly, you're anxious all the time, your depression is really high, here comes and you're living COVID. at an eight, and then here comes some crazy stuff that happens at work or, you know, COVID, for instance, you know, yeah. now you're at a 15. That's that dangerous level. That's that level where people jump off of something or end up taking too many pills or suck into themselves and stay at home all day and you don't see them. And now is a hard time because you might not see anybody because everybody's quarantined. So you may not know that person that you care about or whoever the case is may just have been in a house in the same pants and not eaten for 10 or 15 days. And so, don't don't assume that people are going to reach out to you because something that you should know, you know, I deal with, you know, I have people that I care about very much that deal with these things that deal with mental health and that one of the first things that happens that is a comfort or a coping mechanism is self-isolation. Yeah. They, they isolate themselves. And so you can't bank on the fact that somebody's going to reach out and say, I need you, or I'm not feeling good. Or if you say, Hey, how have you been? And they say, I've been good. You know, when you've been conditioned for so long to put on that brave face and you're, you know, you, I'm okay. I'm okay. They're not going to tell you the truth. So you have to watch for those cues, watch for changed behavior. When you don't hear from them, when they seem distant, you know, just pay attention and check on your people. Don't just think, well, if they're, you know, if they needed me, they would reach out. Just reach out to them. Make sure that they know that you're somebody that's in their corner. I would, that's very, and especially right now, there's people that are quarantined by themselves. So if they're at an eight baseline, COVID has now they're brought getting, them to yeah, a 15. They're, going they're getting down, hammered down, right down. now. With, that's the one thing that they say with anybody dealing with depression and anxiety is don't isolate yourself. Get up and go out. So like that's one thing I wanted to make very clear about like when you're watching people on Facebook or Instagram or you're seeing their life and you're like, oh, that person seems so happy. Those same people jump off of bridges like every day. It happens all the time. Yo. You never know what somebody's really going through unless you ask. And then even sometimes you then you won't know. So um, one thing that I was one thing I'll, I'll say this and I'm not going to get too much into this conversation. But one thing I was taught in in my job was like ask questions and ask pointed questions like, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? That's something that we mm -hmm. ask. Or if you if they if their answer to that is. Yes, I have. Have you ever made a plan to do it? This is like where you have levels to how serious somebody is about doing something harmful to themselves. So people answer questions a lot of times right off the cuff. They don't think about it very hard, especially if they're in distress at the time. So if you mm -hmm. ask somebody, like, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? They may just immediately be like, yeah, I have. And that's that opens up like this huge window that you didn't even know was going to open up. So you obviously have to know how to deal with that at that time. But um, that's something that so I had a buddy um last summer two summers, two summers ago, ago i'm sorry that killed itself and so um 
this was a situation that kind of some people seen like the depression was there and so on and so forth. But keep people it had been going on for so long that people had kind of like put it to the side, like it was just like attention seeking or whatever the case it was going to be. Um, so nobody really took it all that seriously when he would make statements or like when he would not come around for a little while or whatever the case was. And I had an opportunity at it was Erica's birthday. We were at the outfield and we were all partying and it was like a game going on. It was a big deal. Right. And this guy, this person pulled me to the side and was talking to me because I was telling him about like what I had been going through. And I was telling him about Erica's lupus and, you know, situations that was going on. And he was like, you know, I used to, I, I've had depression really bad at times where I never came out the house and I never, and at this right here, when I'm telling you guys, this is because this was a marker. That's a time when I should have stopped everything that was going on. And I don't blame myself for him killing himself, but I think I missed the opportunity, but it was a moment when he had opened up and started talking to me about this. And I was like, come on, bro, like buzzkill, like, let's just kick it, you know? And that was probably a moment when he was like doing something he probably really never ever did before is like reach out to somebody actually talking about it. Yeah. About it and wanted to say something. So that would have been the time for me to ask, like, you know, you've had depression. How bad has it gotten? Like, have you ever thought about hurting yourself? Is that recent? Yeah. Like, is it recent? Like, how have you been recently? You know, so like. And we had we had met this person. So we were kind of new to the situation. So unfortunately, after, you know, we got that call, we were one of the first, you know, peoples to get the call. It, it was such a shock because, you know, we then after that, unfortunately, his death, we found out how deep it went, how long it had been going on and things like that. Things that we didn't know, you know, going right. into that friendship, because I had a conversation with him that night as well. And he talked to me about my lupus and things like that. And we had a good conversation, but I didn't see any red flags in, in retrospect. I, I might have missed some. You just, you know, now I'm more conscious and I tried. And again, it's not like looking for things, but. You, you might have some uncomfortable conversations, but if you care about somebody, then it doesn't matter. Don't if you get that twinge, trust your gut, trust your feeling. If you get a twinge of something's not right, it's OK to try to figure out if something's not right. Right. And so, like, I tell my doctor all the time, like, I'm my world's Dr. Buchanan. Like, I come into her and get my help and I'm in tears talking to her about stuff going on with me. And I ain't ashamed to admit that I'm a man, a man, a man I ever was a man. But. I break down. I have issues and I got things going on that, that still haunt me today. So I'll go in there and I'll talk to her and I'll, I'll leave from there and I'll take my lessons that I learned right out to the world. And then I'm talking to somebody else. And some of these people that are even on these comments I've reached out to and talked to, like, are you OK? You know, just to ask, like, are you OK? How's everything going with you? Yo? And because, then I take them to my people and whoever I can. Yeah. So this is something important I want to put up too. Um, Kamisha is just if you're looking at that, that's very important to just just remember that. Yeah, so what, what it the is heck okay to not this? be okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm about to get this together. Oh, no, we don't want it that big. Why are you <laughs> doing that? Let's move you back over here. Sorry. I wanted to bring up, so I'm going to close this one down, but I wanted to bring up this right here because Michigan has one of the highest suicide rates. Let's talk about why that is, yo. Like, so if anybody on here has heard of seasonal depression, it's something that I never knew I had, and I haven't been I haven't been actually diagnosed with it. But I know that when when it's gloomy outside and it looks like Seattle, I get really I get really down in the pit. So and it's been like since I think that for me, it's piggybacked other issues that I had and made those worse. So it's you know, it's, it's exacerbated other issues that I have. But um, Michigan being like one of the dreariest states in the wintertime and it's cold and all the of lack those of things, sunlight. lack of sunlight, vitamin D3. Like all of those things, and then you know when it's lack of sunlight, when it's when all that's going on, what are you doing? You're in a house, and so people who don't have a great household or don't have 
like things going on in the house that make them feel better. I mean, it can just be even worse, yo. Like, so um, another person like Tashmika, I don't know if anybody Tor- goes yeah. Ta- Tashmika Torak. She deals with like um, young women who are survivors of like sexual well, abuse kids and, and kids. children. She yeah, runs children. the Firecracker Foundation. But she's been like a big proponent in talking about how like we're all in this quarantine, and some kids are quarantined with their abuser. You know what I'm saying? Like they're quarantined with the person who's been abusing them their whole life or whatever the case is. So their only getaway from that situation was school. school. And now they don't have that. And then they can't even just go out the house and play. So, I mean, that's the environment that we all live in here in Michigan. A lot of the time for six months out the year while we're going while while it's wintertime. So, yeah, man, I can imagine Michigan being one of those type of places. It's beautiful in the summertime. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong, but seasonal oppression is real, yo. Like it's a real thing, man. Yeah. And if you ain't diagnosed with it, you may not know you have it. But if it's that time of year when it starts to get cold, realize that. and then January comes around and you just feel like you can't take it anymore and everything is just down the pitch, your energy is low, you can't even get out of bed to go to work in the morning, like it could be adding on to other issues that you already have. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's being conscious of yourself and knowing, you know, you and being, a, you know, just paying attention and, and it takes a lot. It's hard to admit when there's something wrong. You know, kind of back to Kamisha's comment about it's okay to not be okay. That takes a lot. That's something I struggled and I have to say I probably still struggle with. Um, it's okay to not be okay. I come from that type of household of where, you know, you push through and, you know, that warrior mentality, you know, has carried me through some hard times and it carries me through, you know, even hard times now. But it can also get you in trouble a little bit because, you know, I can't physically do all of the things that I used to be able to do. And you carry, you know, certain feelings about that because sometimes I can't push through. And that's something I've always been able to do, whether, you know, even if physically I couldn't, my mental, something was going to give where I could, I could push through. And I was put in the position to where, you know, my body betrayed me and I can't push through that because it's not going to, I always joke about it. I'm like, you know, my body's being an asshole today. I'll say that. And I joke about it, but it's the truth. And so that takes its toll on you mentally because you're so used to being able to be this person or whatever the case may be. You have to allow yourself to not be okay. It's okay to not be okay and to have a rough day or to not be able to do that or not be able to do all those things on your list. That's something that I still struggle with because I want to get up at the butt crack of dawn. And, you know, back in the day, I'd get up at six in the morning feet on the ground, running till midnight, sit down for the first time. I can't do that anymore. So So what's important right here, like what Kareem just said right here, people have to learn to self-reflect and be honest with themselves on what they see. Once you figure out what your root problem is within yourself, then you can begin the process of repairing. Why is this so important? Because it's just what we're talking about. A lot of people don't have the the technique or the understanding to figure out what's wrong with them to repair. So go see somebody. People, you can self-reflect if you don't know what you're doing when you're self-reflecting. Go see somebody. They can tell you. Like, that's why I say I found out a lot about myself by going through psychology, by talking to somebody who can, I can tell them, Doc, I don't understand. Like, I see this this way, that way, that way. Well, have you ever seen me think of it like this? Or have you ever thought about it this way? Um, one thing that one thing that I, I'll share with you guys that really helped me perspective-wise was I had through what I've been through, what I have been going through, one of my biggest issues is like everybody. I would say these generalizations that everybody is this way, or everybody does this. And she would make she would break it down like this. This is one thing that she would say. When you say everybody, who are you talking about? I'm like, well, this person, that person, that person. How many people are there really there? Well, there's this many people there. So that's not everybody, is it? 
I'm like, whoa. That's a really small percentage. I guess of you're right. That is, that is a small percentage of people who feel that way about me. So then the generalization of everybody is overwhelming for most people. Everybody hates me. Everybody feels this way or everybody is trying to hurt me. But when you really break it down to who's really trying to do what you think they're trying to do, then you could even break it down further than that. Out of the four people you think are really trying to hurt you, what have they shown? What have they done to make you think, well, this person did this? What does that mean they are really trying to hurt you? Or could it have been from a different perspective? You could look at it, you know, so then you can even break it down further than that. And you start to think like all of these all of these thoughts that you had that were overwhelming and it would send you reeling. You start to realize, damn, I could there's a different perspective to look at that. There's a different Breaking way of down. seeing that thing. So like I'm just telling you, it's genius, yo. It can be life changing. When you when people listen to like Gary V and all of these people, all they are is that's what all a psychologist does. Or they talk to you the same way. They like help you the same way. They talk to you in a way that that helps you to understand what's going on with you that is confusing to us. We don't understand a lot of times why we're dealing with certain things and why we're going through certain things. But Absolutely. so that right there is important. People have to learn to self reflect. That's self reflect. You self-reflect, mm -hmm. but then you have to have somebody who can tell you, um, and I shouldn't say everybody needs that, but it's helpful, um, yeah. what you're reflecting on. What are you seeing in yourself? You know, a lot of people that have depression or lack of self-esteem, which I don't have that, but some people that have lack of self-esteem, they'll internalize things that are going on with them and de depression, and they'll think it's something wrong with them or think it's this or that. Yeah, there's so many different layers, and it's so complex that if you start realizing because sometimes that's enough self-reflect i can self-reflect and fix these things or do whatever but if you find that you can't you're not feeling any different and you know that's when it's time to again be honest with yourself hold yeah. yourself accountable i need to i need some extra help i i use that phrase a lot like sometimes you just need a little bit of extra help yeah navigating through this thing called life so with that being said yo we've been on here for two hours and yeah. seven minutes i love it every minute of it i'd stay on here all night if i could but we're <laughs> losing we're losing people yeah, and we gotta cut late. this it's getting late. We got to eat, do all that good stuff. So with that being said, um, we will be back on tomorrow night and we're going to be talking more about this mental health issue as well as some of the other things going on. In Hit the, the inbox again. Any suggestions, yeah. questions, keep doing that. We'll Hit make sure inbox. to work them in, you know? Yeah. Hit the inbox show. Give us some, give us some stuff y'all want to talk about. You man. see the like, range. We can go from talking about movies and food to politics right. and police brutality to mental health. So yeah, you know, it's all whatever. of those things are important, man. All yes. of those things are part of the conversation. If it's important to you. It's important to us. Let's right. talk about it. So enough about that and us. We love y'all. Um, yes. It's been real. Thank and you for being here with us. We appreciate you. Yeah. Hold on. What's Kareem say here? People are so afraid of being judged that they find it difficult to open up and share their troubles or pains, so they suppress them. That's a fact, especially in our communities. What do you say to those that are afraid to open up? Um, that some one suggestion I would have is I, I know this is sometimes it's it's it is people, and chances are you can probably pick those people out right now that make you feel that way. And you either got to address it with them or you got to find new people to be around. Let me tell you how it feels like to open up. So um, you have to have humility. Like you can't, I you can't, like I, I should say like you have to be comfortable. Me personally, I had to be comfortable in my own skin to not worry about what other people think. And I, I really ain't never been a person that worried about what other people thought. Um, but for me, the reason why it's been so easy for me to open up about things is because I'm a helper, yo. So like I'm willing to lay on land on the sword for other people. Yo. That's just like really what I've always been. Yo. I've always been a person that's willing to land on the sword to help the bigger cause. So I'm willing to put my name in front of it, be on the news, getting bashed, have people hate me. If I'm going to help a situation that I see is dysfunctional, 
that's helped me to speak on these things. So this is not stuff I would normally just come out on a live in front of whoever can see this and say I'm going through these things, but I'm doing this because I believe that it's going to help other people. So if you're worried about speaking up on your issues, I'll say this also, it'll make you better. If you're sitting in the house and you're going through this mental thing that's beating you down and you don't know how to be happy anymore, you can't enjoy the things you used to enjoy, the smell of spring doesn't spark that same sense in you, this can help you. So anything that you're dealing with that's traumatizing to you and is bothering you and you're stressed about it, find help. There's not going to be a magic pill for it. Any pill they gave you is going to go along with what we're talking about. Psychology, you're talking to somebody about mm -hmm. your mental health. So at the end of the day, I look at it like if you're in a bad situation that you don't know your way out of, what else do you have to lose rather than talking to somebody? I know it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. You're going to no, feel. But easy. that's why a lot of times it's good. To, like I'm putting mine on the front street. I'm telling you all about my issues, but you don't have to do that. You know, if it's if it's somebody, you know, let's just say Joe Schmo that wants to go talk to somebody or wants to go talk to even Dr. Buchanan. Nobody would ever know that you talked to her. I'm opening up with her permission to tell you guys who she is to me and tell you guys about my situation. Absolutely. None of y'all knew I was seeing a psychologist. Nobody's ever, I don't talk to people openly about my my depression or things that I'm going through or anxieties that I have. Like that, that's not something that I've um, that I've come on here and talked about in, in the past, but um, I'm doing that to help other people, yo. Like, I'm trying to be an advocate for this aspect, and I have somebody, a doctor, who's willing to speak to y'all and open this line of communication up. So, And if that's may why. maybe that helps. It's important to have voices like that because it can make you feel a little bit better and make it a little bit easier just to know. Sometimes when you're feeling that way, you are, it feels like you're the only one. You're on this island. You're the only one. I'm the only one that feels this way. And that's usually not true. And it kind of takes a leap. You know, it takes some trust trust that what people are telling you is true that it can help it will help and it does take a little bit of a leap a leap of faith it's it's it seems to be easy to suppress them and we've kind of we've had that conversation you can suppress these things that's absolutely true and you will but guess what they have to go somewhere and i can i can almost guarantee that they're coming out somewhere and they're and if you do that self reflect you they're they're coming out somewhere in different parts of your life and they are affecting you so you think you're suppressing them but you're really not so I think it's just really important to take that leap of faith because I always like to say, like, you know, whatever you're doing right now really ain't working. So why not? Why not right. try something different? Right. Right. So. um, With the mental health issue, like um, I think it's important, like for everybody to just understand, like it's going to be a different journey for everybody. And so I do feel like I have a certain platform. And it's not me being like big headed or nothing, but people do listen to what I say and they, they, they follow, I shouldn't say follow, but they, they, they want to know, you know, what I'm going through or what's going on with me. And a lot of times I don't always put that out there, but I think it's important that if you have a platform to use it, period, point blank. So whatever that reason is, if, it, if you're advocating for whatever you're advocating for, if it's somebody else, if it's you and you're, you know, whatever the case is, but if you're the person that has the platform. And, you know, somebody else may want to advocate for this. Somebody else might say, man, I, I wish I had a platform to speak on that. But if they don't have that platform, then they can't get it out to the masses or to the broad to the broad scope of people. I use my platform to help. That's what I use it for. I don't use it to demean or to beat people down or to beef with people. If you see any of my social media, it's, it's always I'm uplifting or I'm trying to educate somebody about something that's going on and that, that I think that is important to their understanding. So, like, I use my platform for that purpose and that reason. So this is a platform that I'm using for the mental health, obviously, because we're we're all stuck in this COVID right now. 
So like everybody's stressed. Nobody's nobody's just out here free. Well, I shouldn't say nobody. There are people out here free. Many, many of us. Many people are stressed. So I felt like it was a good conversation to have right now. Absolutely. Um, And I thought it was important to have right now. So we appreciate y'all having it with with us. And, you know, hopefully take something from it. You know, I think that's important, too. That's why we talk about the whole week thing. It takes a lot of strength to do that. And I know personally, you know, it can't be easy, especially for a man in general to do that. And so, you know, even if you don't want to be open with it, you don't have to be. But just know, you know, it takes people like that to make you feel like it is okay and I'm not alone and it's all right. Like some people say, need, it's okay to not be okay. Some people need to see somebody jump off before yeah. they do. Like I'm, I'm not that person. I don't necessarily need to be pushed or see somebody else do it before I do it. But some people do. And so... Yeah. You know, I never know who I could touch. It could be one person on here like, man, this is so this is so powerful. I, can, I need to see somebody. And it could save somebody's life. You just never know. You know, I always say that. You're like a left turn could change your whole life, you know, depending on which way you turn out the door when you leave. You could turn left and get hit by a car. You could have made that right and found $100 on the floor. So, like, just I don't never know. never know. So, I try to put it all out there. Yeah. If I catch one person that needs this help or it needs to be talked to or... Oh, yeah. Or whatever the case is, you know, like great, yo, like so use that, use your platform if you have one for that. And if anybody was influenced by this, definitely inbox me, man, and let me know. Like, if you have any questions for Doctor Buchanan, let I'm trying know. to figure out an anonymous way to put the question out there. Um, I mean, what you could do if you want it to be anonymous, just say, you know, I'd like this to be anonymous, and you know, we can either ask. I mean, I'm going to be anonymous, but I'm just saying, like, maybe somebody feels uncomfortable even me knowing about this situation. Um, you know, that would be tough, but maybe we can find out and see if it's, you know, you can email us. Yeah. I was going to say you can email if you have like an email address that doesn't say your name or whatever the case is, you can email it to us, um, Mm -hmm. at America 20 to life at, at gmail.com. That's one way you can get your questions in. Mm -hmm. Um, she's going to be on live Skype though. So while she's on live Skype with us, we'll be letting her know the questions that you guys have over here and also any prepared questions we have. Will also do so. Absolutely. So definitely give, give us that if you have questions for her, whatever the case may be, and um, and even for tomorrow, you know, when we get back together and talk. If you got something that's on your head you want to talk about, make sure to hit our inbox with that too. Yes. So um, um we gonna wrap up for real now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get done with it, man. I appreciate everybody for coming on, Mike Great Potter. What, what do you say on here? That's good stuff. You uh, two talking about your experience with things. That's how people learn when they know what others have gone through. Absolutely, man. True. Absolutely, brother. True. I appreciate it. And we will that. do that. Yeah, absolutely. So honesty. that's what we're doing. Y'all. Truth like, we're, and honesty. We're bearing it all to y'all. Yes. Like the soul. Y'all learning more about us now than probably most people have known about ever. us ever. So <laughs> I don't have a problem doing that, man, if it's for the better good. So same. Love, Love y'all. y'all. Y'all take care, man. We'll see y'all tomorrow, eight o'clock. We're gonna do a promo tomorrow to kind of hype this thing up, man. If y'all could share our stuff share it yo like when y'all see america 20 to life go like our page i know I, we don't have a whole, haven't had a whole lot of people go to our page and like it yeah. but america subscribe 20 to, to life YouTube. subscribe to the youtube this all of these will be on the youtube page so you can re-reference them um if you ever want to or just want to throw it up on your tv and watch it while you're cooking or cleaning or whatever the case is absolutely do that yeah, um absolutely. like us on facebook like us on instagram america 20 to life yeah. Again, send us your questions stay and response. Stay with the journey, y'all. Yeah, stay with the journey. We love y'all. Peace. America, 20 to life. Yo, excuse me, miss. <laughs>
Evelyn. Yeah. Have you ever seen a show with a couple on the mic with bad content and it don't come out right? We tight. They ain't never tight. And that's not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. Well, tonight on this very mic, you're about to hear, we, we swear, the, the best, best podcast of the year. So, so. Here we go. Scream Bravo. Also, if you, you didn't know, this is our show. Hey, I like that. Here we go. Erica, 20 to life. 